they can't see their family like they don't most of them don't understand why families aren't coming to say hi like did they forget about me GDP, gross domestic product, and all the the debts we have to foreign nations and all the different things. It comes down to around $26 trillion now. We just added six to that, or eight to that. There was four people shot, one person. Did the person pass away because they wouldn't let paramedics in, or did paramedics refuse to go? Okay, so... Welcome to the salt of the streets Coming at you every week With this food for thought Hope you're ready to eat With everything going on in this nation We need some information And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation With real talk and real topics Real people, real problems Think we need some help to solve them And leave it up to Colin and the Donovan right, Cause that's the what, what's that? Up, oh, let's get ready And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix Rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship We are back the Salt the Streets podcast. It is Saturday, June 27th, 12.53 p.m. episode 88. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary. Oh, excuse me. On all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports as you can handle, and the best part about the whole deal is all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I am Donovan. And today we are joined by another very special guest, Shelby. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Um, coming up on this week's show, we've got uh, we're got a lot to cover. We're going to be talking to Shelby about uh, her life during the COVIDs, as is has been our theme over the last few weeks. And we got some... COVID updates. We've got some updates going on with the civil unrest, I guess we'd call it, following the killing of George Floyd. We got all sorts of stuff. We got China. We got we got all sorts of stuff available. So, China. Yeah, China is going to be a big one. Yeah. I think a big one. <laughs> what do you know about China? It's a country. <clears throat> it's a country. It's a country. It's a big That's country. That's a fact. Nice food. Ooh, good food. Good food. Also a fact. Yeah, there's no argument against yeah, that. Yeah, two for two. As long as you're not eating the, the pangolins, right? Yes. <laughs> pangolins or bats. Do you know what yeah. a pangolin is? I do not. They're adorable. They're it's like an like armored a, mammal, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost it's almost like an armadillo, but they have like plated scales instead of yeah. whatever the fuck is on the outside of an armadillo. Maybe an armadillo has plated scales. You played Pokemon when you were younger? I did not. Oh. Sand shrew? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. So, I didn't even do that before. Yeah, penguins are pretty cute. It's like an uh like an armored anteater, yeah. It's we're gonna we're gonna look Google him. He's got one. Pang. It's not as quick on the draw with the Google as I am, but that's yeah. all right. Yeah, no, he's a fucking pro. We'll forgive him for it. Look how adorable it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen one of those. It's like fully armored. Yeah, so that is where they're thinking that the of the virus OG'd from. It's so adorable. An artichoke? Artichoke. Artichoke. Oh. Does it? Yeah, it yeah. totally does. Yeah. Oh, and they curl up into a little ball. They're so cute. I'm right, sure they do. Away. I'm sure they do. Yeah. If I had all them scales, I'd be rolling up into it. Um, People eat the scales. They like dry them up. It's like a fertility thing, you know, like get boners and stuff. Oh, that's. Like, uh, yeah, Eastern medicine. Tiger neck and weird. fucking weird shit like that, you know? <laughs> That's a thing. I know, yep. you know, whatever. That's rhino horn, shark yeah, fin soup is supposed yeah, to do the same thing. It's, it's one all... of those weird black market fucking thing that uh. people buy. Yeah. 
I feel like it's more about status than it's got to be. It's got to be, you know, yeah. Super rich Chinese dudes that, you know, are like hanging out and executives. And one of them's like, yo, you guys want to fucking eat some powdered rhino Uh horn? And they're all like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. You know, you you had to pay fucking 90 grand to get that rhino horn that we're just going to drop into some scotch and just shoot back like ballers. What a waste Weird. of good scotch is all I'm saying. Don't be putting powdered rhino You think the rhino horn takes something out of it? You I think you're ruining a good you scotch. Don't, you don't some, think a rhino horn adds to bone. it? Yeah, I think it might add to it if you paid that much for it's, it. It has like, to. Yeah. Okay. It's got to add something to it. I don't feel right eating rhino horn. Do you think that they, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they make scotch specifically made to put rhino horn in it? Hard no. No? You don't fuck with the scotch, man. Put in some whiskey if you feel like being that special don't ruin the scotch i feel like if in china they're eating rhino horn then someone probably makes a special scotch that they're like oh it's just totally normal scotch but it's really good if you put some rhino horn in it yeah it's real good yeah i feel like that has to be a thing i will say that there is some very very good like uh japanese korean and chinese whiskeys they make that would probably probably even be better than some scotches to be perfectly honest if you're if you're a whiskey person which you kind of have to – I don't know. Do you have to be a whiskey person to enjoy scotch because it is a whiskey? Probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't. It we can have some To scotch. enjoy it, Where's I mean, scotch? I think most people just get fucked up off it, you know? With scotch? Yeah, that whole thing. If you're going to like – that's what you got to enjoy it if you're going to yeah. be like drinking it to enjoy it, you know what I'm this saying? This is true. I feel like asking for my bottle of scotch, but she's like in thrall and some note-taking. In it. Yeah. I think she's, she's note-taking. She's got her – have you ever heard the term moleskin, like a moleskin notebook? What is yeah. that? What is that? Is that what that is that she has? I think it's in the old studio. Moleskin. Okay, so I think we're going to Google this afterwards, so we're going to okay. check it out. But I think. Have you ever heard that term before, moleskin? No, I haven't. It's like it refers to a type of notebook, but I don't know what that means, like what a moleskin notebook looks like. So I think a moleskin was literally like a type of cloth that was real fine or something like that, that like people always said, you know, moles are so. They're so small and all that. If you, you know, they'd have that real soft kind of velvety type fur. So you call it a moleskin. But I don't know if that's even semi true. Moleskin, official site. Uh, oh, no. S K I N E is the way they sell it. M O L S K I N E. And they're just a, oh, they're just a company. Oh. Well, look at that. I wonder if this is. Learn something new. They even have backpacks. Oh, those are some lame backpacks. About as plain Jane as they come. Well, this is uh, Markings by C.R. Gibson. Markings? It's made in China. God damn it. Oh. Oh. It's the the Macallan por favor. Wow. Thank you, love. So today we're going to talk about... uh, Lots of things. Yeah. Uh, Shelby, (laughs) uh, you are Jordan's cousin, so that's how we know each other, full disclosure. Um, Just The internet's a weird place, so just know they're not like, well, why do you guys have an 18-year-old girl in your studio? Because... Oh, yeah, that's very true. It is is shocking how many things we have to address just because we're on the internet. Someone could potentially raise it as an issue. It's unfortunate. That scotch Um, is delicious, by the way. So feel free to take a pull off of it anytime. I will consider that. Um, So you also, we talked about in the pre show, you also graduated just a few, was it like two weeks ago that you graduated? Yeah. 
Yeah, that you like walked or whatever. Yeah. Did you walk the same day that cause I saw that it was like on TV, like on the news, right? They ran through all the graduates. Mm-hmm. Was that the same day that those things happened? We had like the drive through and then our school put on our own thing. I oh, okay. I didn't personally see the news one. Oh, okay. But there was a news there, one, right? That's the thing? I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would imagine there's probably local news stories that are broadcasting certain schools. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them at all. Yeah. It's a good puff piece story. <clears throat> so, you also work in a, in a nursing home, nursing facility, work with the elderly, however the fuck I put it on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, we're going to talk about some of that. Um, so, let's start first. I want to talk about the pre-show. So, we'll start here, and then we will mm-hmm. move on to Rona. Um, so, I watched a show. Do you know who Killer Mike is? No. Killer Mike. You know yes. who Killer Mike is. So, Killer Mike... Um, has been famous for a long time. I believe that he rapped by himself before he was in Run the Jewels, but he now is in a music group called Run the Jewels, him and one other dude, one other dude, and they rap together. And so Killer Mike is a big uh, activist for uh, black rights, gun rights, like all kinds of different things, very outspoken. And so he did a TV show, a Netflix show called Trigger Warning. Did you know that this show existed? No, I did not. It is, I think, just from last year. <clears throat> and I believe that I... Saw it when it first came out, like not watched it, but saw that it was there. But then I rediscovered it a few weeks ago. And so I watched it at work last week. And one of the episodes was about education and how Killer Mike felt like the education system was poor. And so he was like, I'm going to do my best to reinvent the education system so that it's more productive and people have more vocational skills when they come out of school. So he talked to a bunch of first graders about school and just kind of got their general opinions. And then he got a bunch of unemployed people and gave them tests that he made up or that he had help making up about like general skills Mm -hmm. like as far as like handyman and like just kind of shit like that things that you can just get painted to and like technical skills like yeah 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 and uh, all these people were terrible at it and he had he had all kinds of different people demographically white people black people gay straight you know crossing all the boundaries to try and cover the bases and they all did a terrible job and so then he was like well what's the best way to educate people right so we talked to a bunch of different people and they're like well sex sells so he's like so i'm gonna make educational pornography right so so there's six episodes of this show and by the time that it was over i still was like i don't know if this is gimmicky or if i'm like if it's educational because i was taking something away from every episode that i watched but i also was finding myself like what the fuck is really going on here you know so they make educational pornography they take three different couples and they take a handyman who's certified to repair shit and he teaches them like the first one guy snakes a drain and then the people fuck and then in the second scene the one of the people installs a an outlet into a wall and then they fuck and then another one is like they fucking i don't know patch some drywall or a doorknob install a doorknob and then they fuck right and so killer mike takes this pornography video takes it back to these same people who took the test at first shows them the porn video they watch it all shocked right obviously at first <laughs> takes the same test they took before and they all did fucking like on average 75 percent better than they did the first time around uh-huh so it's only 20 people can't you know it's a small sample size obviously well but, and yeah you're you're moving your your variables around too much too so certainly but it's, it's interesting, right? And so that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm not convinced that it's not like a gimmicky thing, but it's also interesting to consider, right? And so he's 
the story in the end is just different ways that the education system could be formed that people benefit more, right? And so he took it to someone who's like a superintendent in a school district, and she's like, obviously, I can't use this. Like, <laughs> this is not something that I can use in the school district. But then he talked to someone else who worked for a college, and they were like, like we could – we, could, do we could consider it, yeah. Like if it was if it was a viable piece of work that you could have a study done on to show that adults could benefit from this, like that's something we could consider, you know. And he's like, "Fucking right on, right." And then another one that I watched, so he took was about trying to keep money in the black economy, right? Okay. And so he for somehow got onto talking about. He's talking about gangs, that's why. And so he's like, the Hells Angels sell t-shirts on Amazon. You can literally buy a Hells Angels t-shirt online, and mm-hmm. the money goes to the organization itself, and they use it to do whatever they want, right? It's like, you can't buy anything that's a product of the Bloods of the Crips, right? He's like, why the fuck is that thing? So he finds a group of Crips, helps them make a fucking soda, and they try and market it in the local area, like get it in stores. Obviously, people are really averse to it because they're fucking gang members. So then they run through like a focus group, and the people in the focus group are very prejudiced about the soda itself because you know the crips are running in it. it's called cripacola the soda that they make right and, it, and it's it's all natural and there's like all they, natural and they only use it's just sugar there's like only six ingredients there's so no high, no high fructose corn syrup oh that's good and so the crips are watching the focus group you know like through the two-way mirror and so they're hearing these people talk about like oh you could get shot just for holding the soda and blah 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 and so killer mike comes out calls all these people racist and then has the crips come out and i'm like you get like that's fucked up like i don't you know we're like i we know what you think obviously because we're crips but we also like like do bike giveaways and we like give away food and shit like that to the community like we're looking out for people blah blah it's it's neither here nor there right but in in the end their message is like we are in the end about community involvement like that's what we're doing so then he finds a group of bloods helps them make a soda so that they can show some type of unity and they still can't get in a store so they go to a fucking farmer's market and they're selling this shit to regular people at a farmer's market like karens and shit at a farmer's market and (laughs) after they have sales they're able to take it into fucking stores you can buy this shit in stores you can buy cripacola 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 you can buy no Bloods. You blood blood pop. Blood pop. Yes. You can buy it in stores. And they're like actually making money off of this. So gimmicky as fuck, right? But also extremely interesting to consider um a legitimization of, you know, of a criminal organization in a way that could like actually benefit the community around them better than selling drugs and keeping kids off drugs and doing whatever the fuck they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Huh. You know what I'm saying? Blood pop. Five dollars from this uh, exotic cult, exoticpop.com. You can order them for five bucks, uh, five bucks a bottle. So you can buy it online, right? And they, <laughs> and they're taking the money. Yep. And no so, surprise, the labels for blood pop is red, and the yeah, label for absolutely Cola is blue. Absolutely. How much do you know about the Crips and the Bloods? mess with gang activity okay, okay. <laughs> i love it that's the best answer you could have had that's good uh, honestly some of the best oh, i think fuck. education on it is via a south park episode yeah as per most things in our society these days just there's an educational south park episode for it yeah and they have a good one there but that's the uh, we're Jimmy and timmy try to get in with the crips because oh of the, yes the cripple they you think the south park before the, no. Oh, oh man. South Park is great. Um, so Allegory on society. Two disabled kids that are one of them is in a wheelchair and the other one is on crutches, and they decide that they want to start a gang or tr- 
they, they want to be in a gang and they find out about the Crips. And so they're like, oh, we can be in the Crips because we're Crips. You know, like, we're crippled. Yeah, we're crippled. And so they join oh. a gang of Crips and, like, do nefarious activity so and, like, funny. bad shit. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, before we move on, this is not gang related, but I meant to mention it in the pre show. I got, uh, I got a haircut yesterday by a dude. Um, I'm glad it's not gang related. It's not gang related at all. And I want to be very clear about that. He's not <laughs> gang related, but I got my haircut yesterday by a dude named Paul and he did a great job. And I told nice. him that I would give him Brandon Guerrero actually turned him on to the podcast already. So he had heard the podcast before I got my haircut by him. So, he oh, nice. Knew shout out already who we were. So shout out Paul. Is he working at a shop or is he a solo? Blended. He has a chair in a shop. Nice. Um, I actually showed up there, and it's like a hair salon. And I was like, "Am I at the right fucking place?" And the woman said, "Do you have an appointment with Paul?" And I said, "Yes, right." And so he like showed up right after that. And yeah, he did a great job. He did nice. an absolutely fantastic job. Very reasonably priced. Go to Paul. Have him cut your hair. Does it seem weird that one day I want to own a barber shop? No, I think that would be so cool. It's like a, that- a cool barber shop where like I've been okay. So. There's a little side story behind this, right? Because around here, barbershops are not really that awesome, right? Right. Right. It's, it's, it's different. They're all like salons and whatever. It's like mm-hmm. a weird kind of uh, – I feel like it's just commercialized, you know, like everything else, right? It's a sports a chain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but when I lived on the East Coast, I had a buddy of mine who lived up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. His dad owned a barbershop, and they lived above the barbershop. And so we'd go over there, and we'd hang out, and it was like – some of the best times I've ever had. It was so much fun. And I I want that. Yeah. I don't want to cut hair and all that good stuff. But you want right? to own it so yeah. you can hang out there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we can have a bar in the back. We can have all this right. crazy stuff. You know, it would be like a cool place to hang out and have awesome conversations. I want to have a barbershop one day. I'd like to own a bar. I don't want to work in a bar, but I'd like to own a bar. See, there Is there go. anything like that that you'd like to own? Probably like a coffee shop. A coffee oh. shop? That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. I just love Oh yeah! Every day. Yes. Yeah. Especially you do generally have a coffee in your hand when yeah. I see you. Mm-hmm. That is it's good. Starbucks gift good. cards consistently for birthday gifts. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. She's got her her mind in the right place. Yes. Then. Coffee yeah, exactly. is it's black gold, man. It's the gift from God's. Do you have um, a person that cuts your hair like one person, or do you go to a different place every time? I do, but I haven't seen her for a while, so I don't really remember who she is. She's down on the main street of Bremerton, whatever that's called, by the. Worse. Admiral and everything. Oh, oh, like uh, Washington Avenue, perhaps. Words. That's a big. Actually, no, that should be the other way. The because the Admiral is on Fifth, right? So it's on I don't Fifth know. Street. Okay, there's a lot of cool. Yeah, that's a cool little downtown area. Yeah, sorry, I got a project down there. I've been nah, doing a lot of stuff good, on. Bro. So I grew really up here. liking I, that yeah, area. It's it's better than it used to be. Certainly, it's, it's looking like they put a lot of money into like beautification or whatever because it's a lot of it's really nice. Yeah, a lot of it's under construction, obviously. So a lot of like kitschy little shops and shit yeah. like that, and you know, places yeah. for people to walk around and stuff. It's definitely nice. nice, you know, if people are going to take the ferry over from Seattle mm-hmm. and like hang out in Bremerton for a day. It's like, oh, I wonder where the other ferries go. You know, I feel like that's a it's a good spot for a it, touristy then. thing to do. Yeah, you know? that makes total sense now. Yeah. Then, yeah. So if they decide to come over to the other side of the bridge, or if you fucking, you know, if you live in Bremerton and you have someone who's visiting and you just bring them over from Seattle, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, look at all of this shit down here in Bremerton yeah. before we see all of the drugs and crime. Oh, yeah. um, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, we was, just like any city, yeah. right? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> before you hit, yeah, the Seven Eleven, and then it turns to shit for a few blocks, and then. Gets you know slightly better as you go north, yeah, yeah. It's got some you know 
It's got some, I didn't realize, I don't know why I didn't do this, because Bremerton's been around. It's one of the oldest, like, cities in the county, for sure. Yeah. And it's got a lot of really cool old buildings that have been around for a long time. Certainly. And they're, I think they're, <clears throat> whatever they're doing in restoration or preservation or something, I'm not well-versed in it, so forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn, but it seems that a lot of them are restored or have been upkept very, very nicely. Yeah, that's pretty cool to see. Have you ever been to Fritz Fries? Oh my gosh, last night me and Chase and all of his friends were down there and they're like, dill pickled ranch here, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> we need to go here to eat tonight. And we never went because oh, closed. But... Oh. Have you ever been to Fritz Fries? No, but dill pickle ranch oh, sounds like dog. something I might get down on. Pickles, Fritz so Fries, yes. it would be right up your alley. So Fritz Fries is a German fry house and you just you get cones of french fries, you know? Um, and then they... The last time I went there, they had lost their liquor license. But before that, they had a bunch of different taps, you know, like probably like eight or ten different taps. So you could like have beers and they had a whole list of like 20 different like house-made sauces, you know. Ooh. And they had different sandwiches and burgers and shit like that that you could get there and fucking Fritz Fries is the bee's goddamn knees. That's the, that's the place knees. to go. Yeah. Or you can just get yourself a cone of fries. Dude, that's right down. It's right it's there. It's right down it there. I was literally maybe a block from the actual exit of the ferry. Yeah, I was right there the other that's right next to Lovecraft Brewing. Yeah. Are they were they just closed because of the timing or like closed was, right now because of Corona? I don't know, but I know I think it was like ten o'clock when we walked past it. So oh yeah. So they probably wore time. Yeah. Um what have you so I feel like everyone has a different thing they're calling this time, you know, or like COVID oh, yeah. or like, you know, since Corona or yeah. like since fucking Wuhan, like whatever. Every, what are you, what are you calling it? Like since the virus. Yeah. Like know, I'll be like, uh, oh yeah, well, since the fucking COVID popped off. Or, yeah. yeah. I think I say like since the Rona. Since the Rona. Since the Rona. Like at work, like someone will call me like, you got the Rona, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You, so something else hilarious that these young kids did. <laughs> it's fucked up. Let me start by that. It's fucked up. But when and this Jordan is alluding to a conversation we had during the, the pre-show. pre-show. Yes. Some hoodlum children that are doing bad shit in the neighborhood. So they're fucking with my neighbor's kids, which is like not really any of my business, but I don't really want nonsense happening by my house. So the neighbor kids were telling Jordan one day like some shit that these hoodlum kids had done. And I guess one of the hoodlum kids, he like, he like sneezed or coughed on this girl and said, Rona, bitch. <laughs> and I laughed so hard when she said, I said, that's not funny. I said, but that's really funny. <laughs> like, it's not funny because it's potentially extremely dangerous, but that's fucking funny. Oh, yeah. so, I'm going to put on my, my Rona mask. Because what you've been worrying of the yeah because the state law now requires everybody. I heard Kitsap County wasn't enforcing it though. The sheriffs yeah are. Have but been, as far as like like I well, this is this is what you're taking with you. Yeah, this is what I do, and then every you know like on Friday I was just masked up like this all the time, which I don't think I don't. People are gonna think you're a racist, bro. Why? Because I'm wearing camo mask. Yeah. Because you're white, camo. You can do that shit, yeah. It's 2020, uh, Doug. It's 2020. Just kidding. But uh, That's but yeah, interesting that that's what you're using. But I guess if you already it, have it. It's really you know. comfortable. Yeah. And honestly, I got burnt to shit the other day working out in the sun, right? My neck didn't get burnt because I was wearing my neck gaiter the whole day. <laughs> it's great. And so for people that can't see it, yeah, it's just, it's a neck gaiter. It's one of them. It's a polyester. That's what it's called? Blend. Yeah. Is a neck gaiter? Yeah. Because you also have regular gaiters that you can get for your 
your legs, right? And what they, they are is, your boots and pants. Yeah, boots and pants, boots and pants. And so basically, <laughs> what they do is just keep water from getting in there. So if you're walking yeah. through a wet area, or like while hiking or whatever, I use them for hunting, obviously. But they obviously. Have the neck gator is great because it's thin enough that it's breathable in the wind. Um, but still, like if I put it up over my face, it's covered under the mask wearing laws and all that. Stops the particulates and shit. But at the same time, it helps you. It helps protect you in the sun, and it's breathable enough that you don't sit in there and get just like nasty yeah. sweat and all that stuff. But it's also really insulating as well during the winter time. Yeah, so it's pretty nice. So let's talk about this real quick, right? Because this is a new thing that started earlier this week, and I think it's happened in some other states as well. That James a lot Lee, of states. yeah, James Lee announced I think on like Tuesday or Wednesday that starting. Yesterday it was Friday, the the whatever 26th. the twenty sixth, um, that there was a statewide mask order. Everyone everyone needs to be wearing a mask if you're in a public setting in which you are unable to maintain your social distancing of six feet. Um, yeah. And That's outside, otherwise it's just. If right. you're inside right. in any kind of um, yeah, climate controlled room or whatever, right? And so when it first happened, you know there. Was like I think it was like Lewis County Sheriff and then one other sheriff that were like, you know, making videos. And I don't think they made a video, but they like made a speech and someone made a video of the speech and they're like, We're not doing this and it's you know, blah blah blah, tyranny and fucking Franklin. um, I think Franklin County. Yeah. Sheriff too. A couple of them on the east side. We live in Kitsap County and our sheriffs made a like a written statement on Facebook that was like pretty PC that was like, you know, up to this point, we haven't arrested, detained, or cited anyone for not, you know, wearing a mask or like any of this shit. And like, we're, we don't intend on doing that. Like we're going to focus on, you know, education. education, Yeah. And just telling people that they should be wearing a mask or whatever, which I think is great. You know, certainly from their perspective, that's about the best thing that you could say and not compromise yourself in any way, shape or form. You know, the one thing I did think was interesting. The very first comment I saw underneath that was someone who was disappointed that they didn't make a stronger statement about wanting people to wear masks. That seems like a strange thing to be requesting from the sheriff's department. It's like, why aren't you telling people more firmly to be wearing masks? Because it's none of their fucking business. Like that's, but that that, does, you know, it's 2020, dude. <laughs> it's, everybody it's has so to, weird. Like, everybody has to make a statement. Everybody has to signal what their beliefs are behind whatever it is. Yeah. And so even though you have this law enforcement agency that exists to enforce the law, and that's it. That's what they exist to do, right? Serve and protect, whatever the hell. Why is it that we're, you know, some sectors of society are wanting or requiring them to make some kind of I don't want to say virtue signal, but like signal of where they are at on this particular social issue, even though it has nothing to do with their fucking jobs. Yeah. It's, I don't care if you believe in it or not. If it's the law, it's the law. Unfortunately, right now, it is the law. It is, for whatever fucking reason, it is illegal now to be in a public place unless you're outside and not able to observe social distancing to wear a face covering of some kind. Yeah. And it's even more strict in Yakima County because that's where the Shit's latest popping off. Yeah, yeah apparently the uh, if, taking the governor at his word, which you know who knows at this point, but uh, apparently the Yakima County Hospital, their bed capacity is kind of being uh, pushed, and some people are being sent to like Seattle and stuff right. to be to be cared for while they get 
over their COVIDness. Well, and there's a couple of different places around the country that are seeing big upticks, you know, in Florida and Texas and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I believe Florida and Texas just like closed all their bars within the yeah, last Texas 24, 48 hours or so yeah. that they, and they closed down all their bars. Again. So, again. Which yeah. Is- so there's some slight, um, step backs and there's all kinds of questions about, you know, we're not going to get too heavy into numbers or anything, but there's all kinds of questions about, you know, the amount of cases and stuff like that and deaths. Mm-hmm. And I've seen all people like, well, the cases are going up, but the deaths aren't going up. And I just, it's, you know, yeah. certain amount of the numbers you can attribute to increased testing, but not all of that. You know, that's yeah. the, the federal government certainly is trying to press the issue of like, oh, no, we're just testing everyone. That's the only way that we know, you know, all of this. And there's yeah. no denying that a certain portion of that is testing more people. You're going to find more. But yeah. there's also you well, have what's the seen, ratio? but you've the also percent? seen around the country for many different reasons huge groups of people shoulder to shoulder all together and i'm not listing any reason because it's whether it's at a fucking trump rally or whatever the fuck you know at some other protests there's yeah, open protests or a one of the protests that's happened over the last month right you know that's it's, it's a thing it's a thing that happens and you know there's a whole lot of narrative going one way or the other here i do do want to emphasize one fact though when 90% of all the stories you read or that I've come across at this point speak mostly to new cases being the thing. New cases, new cases, new cases. But like you just said, it's on one side of the narrative you're hearing, well, those those numbers, those uptick in new cases don't account for how many new tests are being done. That is an issue. That is true. But there's also a fact that like we don't know – if that number is only being weighed by the the new increase in testing, yeah. or if it's a combination of the increase in testing and the increase of new cases, there's no way to truly tell what it unless you're doing everyone across the board. Like statistically, it's the only right. way to really get a true handle on it. So, from what I've been hearing at this point, and it kind of makes sense, the logic behind it is to not so much pay attention to the new cases number. Uh, don't weigh that with so much importance as it is like the new hospitalization numbers compared yeah. to the deaths. Because just because you test positive for you know COVID-19 doesn't mean that you're going to get sick. Sometimes right. most right. people are going to be asymptomatic, right? And so what percentage of those new cases actually become hospitalizations and somebody that has to be treated by professionals and all that. And, you know, how, and then you got to look at the demographic numbers about how old are they? You know, it's, it appears now that there's differences between sexes and ethnicities and all these different things. Everybody has a different, different susceptibility, how healthy you are overall, like all these right. different things. So it's real hard to just, basic good statistic and you know basic governmental policy or social policy based off of just new case numbers but that being said there's also been a lot of conversation about you know like you brought up florida and texas and a lot of these states are seeing they're seeing spikes in cases and hospitalizations and all these different things it's and i think it's also important to remember that these are most of these places are states that have never had a true big spike to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this is their first time really going through the shit, you know? Like we got a, a spike at the beginning, right? But we also had a different strain of the virus and 
I think we sh- we were one of the earliest mm. states to kind of adopt lockdown procedures and do all these things, and we were right. pretty early on the cusp. So. Let me let me pause you real quick Go just ahead. on something when you're talking about the strain of the virus. I don't know if you have heard this, but there has been discussion about and because I've I only type because I've heard mm. a lot of people not know about this particular thing that as far as it goes from east coast and west coast yeah. there was kind of two different strains of covid-19 that came across i don't have you heard mm-hmm. this so the one that came to the east coast came from europe right because it came through asia this way through europe and then to america so the one that came to the east coast was a little bit stronger and that's why part of why new york got hit so hard is because their virus was more intense their strain was more intense because it had been alive for longer had evolved longer been through more people whereas the one we got on the west coast came straight from asia and so didn't pass through as many people wasn't as complex so when it got here a lot of people got sick not as many people as new york and we had an easier time getting over it just because it was we were adapting with it at the same time as the virus was. Mm-hmm. So there is, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about two different strains of the virus yeah. um, is there's, you know, in, in the middle of the country, obviously it, the virus continued to do this. And so yeah. there are spots where there's one strain, and another strain, depending on how it got into that area. Yeah. Can so, you get more middle than Texas? Too? Uh, right. You, you know right. what I mean? It's like, that's a tough spot. probably. Yeah. And so there's, you know, probably, I would theorize, knowing very little about any of this shit, that, you know, if it gets hot in the middle of the country, not temperature-wise, but virus-wise, it's going to get fucking real hot there because that will be the peak of, excuse me, both of those strains, you know, at however yeah. far they've evolved to that point, you know, doing whatever they can. And so, what kind of evolution might take place, evolution or mutation might take place if those two separate strands start to interact with each other? Well, and now... Or is that even a thing? And now know. we've seen discussion of, um, especially from the Epic Times, right, of a new strain of the virus in Beijing. Um, yeah. There's an even newer strain of COVID-19 coming out of Beijing that's passed even easier and is killing more people. Um, and it's right. They yeah, thought great. they had got rid of it and then opened things back up too soon. Um, and I'm not making a political statement. That's the the reality of what happened yeah. in China. If, um, if, if they didn't, if they didn't open too soon, there would not be more virus. Right. Yeah. So they opened too soon. And so the virus that there are the strain they're dealing with now in Beijing is killing a lot of people and they're downplaying it again. Um, the Epic Times was Rise. talking about their, considering a theory that Xi Jinping, who's the leader of China um, and other leaders of the Chinese Communist Party have like left Beijing (laughs) that they've just left. I wouldn't be surprised. And they're like masking it as like a global tour. You know, they're going on like a thing, but like wasn't planned. There's other things that happened in China, other political conferences they were supposed to be there for. Mm -hmm. And they ended up just like, like, telephoning in you know and doing it there because they're not in the country they're like oh yeah. no i'm just in in my apartment like i'm just in my house it's not a big deal but they're they're not nah. yeah so so shit you know is definitely still popping off in china um and for your education <clears throat> at this point um china is more or less an authority authoritarian dictatorship um kind of mixed with some weird communist type stuff too their official governmental party is the chinese communist party the ccp and so there's there's a lot of weird kind of data flaws that we get coming out of China and there's all these different things and I think a lot of it is due to I think most of the world at this point agrees that just due to the dictatorial nature of their government a lot of stuff that we 
know about China may not necessarily be true. You know, what was the their official death count or something for the original Wuhan outbreak was uh, like that's what I'm trying to three thousand something, right? Yeah. Like ridiculously small number compared to the rest of the world. And so you kinda already go, Well and we saw I don't know if you remember seeing any of like the little videos and stuff that came out across social media of it and them like literally like dragging people out of their homes or like literally <laughs> welding people's doors shut and all this crazy stuff. That doesn't really make sense if the outbreak's only three thousand people, if killing only three thousand people, it makes you ask questions. But um, so that's why when we talk about COVID and stuff, we we tend to talk a lot about the Chinese government and their involvement in it because it is so key to kind of how the rest of the world has reacted in response to that. So China um, currently is publicly listing their deaths at 4,634 and their cases at 83,483. And Mm. just to compare that with the United States, we have a confirmed two and a half million cases, 127 million deaths and Uh, Mm -hmm. 2.414870. And so this here, this news company, the Epic Times, started in China. And so part of the reason that people have such a hard time reporting in China is because they're a communist nation, they control every facet of information that flows through their country in and out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So they control journalists that are there and all kinds of stuff. And just when this Wuhan thing popped off, they kicked a bunch of United States journalists out of China and back to America. Yeah. Fuck you guys, you can't be here anymore. People from like the New York Times and Washington Post. Big journalists. And like all these big, big, big names. So this company, the Epic Times, started in China. And they still have reporters in the ground or on the ground in China. And they have what are called citizen journalists there, people who are just regular citizens that document things, write articles, and send them into them. Mm-hmm. So their reporters in China have been contacting individual mortuaries and funeral homes within China to get a more accurate portrayal of the deaths and confirmed COVID-19 cases they've had there because they know the Chinese government is lying. And so what this displays, this extra zero on the end, Mm -hmm. is that they have been able to confirm that the numbers are at least 10 times higher than the Chinese government is reporting. And so they actually have at least 834,000 cases of the coronavirus and at least 46,000 deaths, at least. So that's what they can confirm, yeah. right? So it's likely much, much higher than that um, mm-hmm. because the Chinese government can still control so much of what happens inside of that country. There are so many people that are so afraid, to be honest, that there's no telling how many people they spoke to underplayed those numbers because they were afraid of the government finding out that they had spoken to a journalist. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's- like you could watch videos literally from like some of these mainstream outlets like we have and – the people they will talk to, like five minutes later, they'll be like surrounded by a, a gang of, you know, un, not in uniform cops and stuff like mm-hmm. undercover cops and stuff, and then they're just hauled away. Yeah, it's like, wow. They had a reporter a week and a half ago that was attacked by an undercover police agent in Hong Kong and was stabbed. <clears throat> one of the reporters and a citizen intervened and stopped and then was interviewed later by the Epic Times and was like, no, I don't regret it all. Fuck that. Fuck, fuck the government. Fuck China. I'm out here. Yeah. Well, especially them people in Hong Kong. That's a yeah. whole nother thing about China. that was pre COVID too. So. Yeah. Do you remember that at all? What? The seeing like the, the pro democracy. Yeah. The protests, protests that were stuff out of Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Okay. That was yeah. a big – it's a big one. It's complicated and it's kind yeah, of a Yeah, that's a whole story, other deal. So, but, yeah, we'll, we'll start getting into 
because we're here to talk about you. So yeah. we've already and now we've that talked, we've talked about, about that about kind of stuff yeah. on previous episodes too. So honestly, probably the last like three or four, if you wanted to find out more about China and the the mm-hmm. CCP's fuckery with the COVID, you can go back and listen to those. And there's lots of full length conversations with lots of data and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. just to we don't have to rehash it all here. So let's start here. A couple simple questions. What's your favorite food? Favorite food. Favorite food. <clears throat> First thing come to mind. Mac and cheese or sushi. Ooh. Do you have a Ooh. particular kind of mac and cheese or just any kind of mac and cheese? I like mac and cheese with barbecue pulled pork mixed in. Oh. Uh, Word. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I like this. Um, you have a boyfriend, right? What's his name? Chase. Chase. Chasey. I asked uh, Katie and Leif last time they were. I said, so, we had this Chasey. And I was like, that's Chasey. a weird name. And they said, <laughs> that's, that's not his name. name. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, perfect. You already got one. That sounds, that's my in laws call me. Uh, so I have, uh, my last name is Offenbecker. It's a big, long, complicated German thing. So they, we've always had this abbreviation in my family. Once you kind of hit adulthood, you're known as Offie, right? So like, got that going on. And then when my introduced to my in-laws, they immediately called me Afito. And Ito at the end of something kind of means like cute and, you know, whatever. So that's my little – it's like Chasey. That's what it is. Afito in that's Spanish really is like Chasey in English. So I'm right there with him. I feel the struggle, Chase, bro. <laughs> I got you. Um, what is your – we talked about this a little bit before. What's your favorite social media to use? So you don't have – you have a Twitter, but you don't use it. So Instagram or Facebook, which one do you prefer? Is Snapchat an option? Oh, yeah. No, that counts. Snapchat, yeah. Snapchat, Snapchat over everything. So that's yeah. how you really know she's Generation yeah. Z. What do you like about Snapchat that you prefer over everything else? Because, like, talking to someone, you can see their moods if you're, like, Snapchatting facial pics. Like, Worst. if someone says, like, K, but it's, like, a picture of them smiling, like, then I'm like, oh, they're not mad. Like, I don't know. It's just easier for me to read people Word. my facial because you will generally take a for people who don't know how Snapchat works. I'm sure everyone does, but because instead of because you can like text on there, right? Mm-hmm. But you so you'll generally take a picture and then just put text on top of that, and then you'll be able to yeah. work. That makes sense. I can see that. I can see texting is difficult in that regard. Certainly, oh, you yeah. can't read tone or anything like that. I, can, I mean, I think there's a very recent example of how complicated <laughs> and how yeah, yeah, bad yeah. of an idea it is yeah. to have a conversation via text that we have all been very privy to recently. Um, what is your favorite show? You say you don't watch that much TV, but what's your... Probably like Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. One of those people? Do you, you keep so up many. with it currently? People love that. I wait for it to come out on Netflix because I'm always at work usually when it's yeah. on the TV. Slight yes. pause button. Okay. I have a Oh, on Netflix, you're watching it. Okay, because I think Hulu generally does them as they come out. Like right? the day oh, after really? or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah. like rec- I don't know that. recently. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, even if you buy that Hulu special subscription, you pay the premium for no commercials, Grey's Anatomy is like one of the few shows that gets a special exception and Still you get commercials. commercials in it. Yeah, but if you're on Netflix, I'm sure really? it's way better. You don't? No. It's like three extra dollars. Yeah. yeah I know. It's I totally it worth I think it. I I had exactly like five ninety nine in ah, my bank Oh, yeah. So. It's totally worth it. I We have so many of our friends don't pay for commercial free. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's fucking like three dollars. <laughs> Just three dollars it, man. It was the whole worth purpose it. of all these things being established, no, for God's sake. but sakes. commercial free. Exactly. $3. You get away from the... Okay. 
I'm I'm very upset about this, right? Yeah. Because I haven't had cable, like pay for cable, A long time. since I since I moved out of my parents' house. Period. Because it drove me nuts that whether you're watching some kind of show or a movie, every five fucking minutes there's a commercial break, right? And so for a half hour long slot, you got maybe 20 minutes of show, 10 minutes of fucking commercials, and it breaks up everything. It's terrible. Titanic, three hour long movie. You watch it on TV, six hour long movie. Yeah. Screw all that shit. So when Netflix came around, it was great because there was like, oh, this is just streaming. You just get to pay. A monthly fee, and then you can actually just watch the shows, watch all the watch shit you the want. movies. But and then all of a sudden, it was like the ad companies were like, "Oh, you know, make some money over here." Next thing you know, people are growing up with Hulu and all these different things, where you pay a little bit less, and you have to deal with the fucking commercial breaks. Hulu, I think at first, You're getting tired of it. I think Hulu at first was free. Like you could pay for it with no commercials, or you could get it for free, and there was commercials on it. I think it was um, and uh, Hulu, uh, Hulu, was and the then first. and then Hulu Plus. You could pay yeah. for Hulu Plus, and it had no commercials, or you could watch Hulu mm-hmm. for free. Right. So then Ugh. it was upgraded to where Hulu just all the time you pay for it, and it has commercials, mm-hmm. or you can pay for Hulu Plus that has no commercials, and then you can like also watch live TV and shit on it now, and it's like a whole yeah Hulu Live came or yeah Hulu Live TV or whatever it's called does come in clutch during sports season. Yeah. Because I will pay for like three months of that of like thirty nine ninety nine or whatever. To watch just to be able to have access to have the sports. I guess that makes sense. But now with Disney, I mean they got ESPN going on, so maybe I could do that. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Getting a little off topic. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so during during Corona shutdown, what was the thing that you missed the most? Because restaurants were closed, there was all kinds of stuff that was closed, things that people couldn't do. What was the thing that you missed the most? Um, probably Chase, because his mom oh, has yeah? a compromised immune system, and I was a healthcare worker, so Word. she was like, no, you're not. So you didn't see him at all for, like, like, for three months. Ooh, it was that's really tough. hard. How long were you guys dating before Rona kicked off? Nine months. Word. So that's a that's a decent amount of time, I mean, like to start, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's not bad. You get a good foundation going. But if you're dating for six weeks, you know, like that's a that's relationship that would over make that it point. extra hard. Yeah. yeah. But so I it, could like go like it felt like he was like in a nursing home and I was like not. Like I was like, would you like go open. to his window and stuff? Yeah, I would go sit <laughs> yeah. out the window. Like, <laughs> yeah. On Easter I would bring him like Easter baskets and I would like really make sure to bring him like stuff and set it on his porch and then I'd sit in my car and watch him come out and open it. So yeah. like, that's hard as melting. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have been doing Little things like that. Interesting you know? stuff. Interesting. We've seen like the birthday parades and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm not into any of that, but I get it. I've know? seen even people building uh, plastic sheets with like arm things in them so they can hug I, their uh, family yeah, from the other I side. I saw something you know? like that. <laughs> that's cute. So that's when I saw it, I'm like, that's a little too much. That's, you know, like that's, yeah. I love my grandma and I miss her, but I'll wait. You know, I'll wait. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's plastic we'll suit talk. to hug my grandma. You know, like I've talked to my grandparents and stuff. My saw my grandpa the other day. Yeah. But we just we just stay away. You know, we do the social distance thing and we're not around for very long and usually it's out outside. So it's nice to be able to see them, talk to them, but not like know that like obviously they're very 
susceptible yeah because mm-hmm. of their age and all that and everything that comes with it so it's just nice to be able to see them and at least be able to talk and stuff like that well my grandma lives in the willows you know she lives in the like willows. a it is like an assisted living home oh yeah like yeah. on pine and so it was totally closed down you know no one in or out or anything like mm-hmm. that so we like could drop stuff off to her but that was all that we could really yeah. do um, we put it and the people would walk out with a shopping cart and we would put the things in the shopping cart are they all in hazmat suits and stuff not in full hazmat but definitely in in mask and uh, you know gloves and all the yeah. shit these they're not like those people aren't nurses or anything they're just regular people who work there so they're just mm-hmm. in like nice like office clothes you know um, but still in gloves and, and mask and all the full regalia you full know regalia. Uh, yeah I um, but we're going to see her tomorrow because now the things are opening back up. She can leave. So she's going to my mom's lives close a block across the street. And one block over is the entrance to my mom's apartment now. So That's cool. she can go there. Um, Mom liking the new apartment. Um, yeah. She's only been there on for Facebook. like two weeks maybe, but yeah. it's, it's much better. The management nice. is better. Yeah. The area is better. They have a whole area in the middle, this whole grass area where like no animals at all. So it's just for kids and like people to play and shit like that. So it's yeah, look nice. Perfect for so shout out Kathy, man. Yeah. Yeah. A nice spot going on. Yeah. And she has like another bedroom now. So Dax can go and stay the night there, which oh. like she was really waiting t- to be able to have sleepovers and stuff. So that'll come in clutch for our camping trips, like, buddy. Here, take him. You know, she keeps wanting to borrow the dog too. Like she'll come over and she'll, <laughs> she'll be like, "Penny, are you going to come home with me?" And I'm like, "No, like that. No, she's staying here. You cannot have our dog. Like that's not how it works." But when we go to Oregon, she's going to take our dogs. So that's cool. Yeah, we have my mom's little dog right now. Right, the little little Yoda. Yeah, it's my little buddy. Why do you still have your mom's dog? Oh, she's gone this weekend. Oh, so I uh, yeah, I got him on. Oh, so Thursday just night. right now. Yeah, okay. I got him just for this weekend. I feel like he's we're having just sleepovers. Yeah, he's only he's, been over twice, actually. Oh, yeah. I just happened to have been here the times that that happened. Yeah, because I think last time was for like over a week or something like that. It's a little chihuahua. Three, three, three times. Oh, three times. See, she's got lion ass. Oh. This guy, lion ass. <laughs> See, the problem is, is when you're so dumb, <laughs> shit all the time. It appears as if you're lying. <laughs> okay, so let's start. I have one more question for her what? about where no, she ahead. works. Yes. In the COVID. That's what we're about to get into is where oh, she works. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So how has that been? I mean, you. how long have you been working there, first of all? Did you start working there before you graduated high school? Uh-huh. I okay. started working there in like late January, early February. So right wow. at the peak of COVID. Like, well, not the peak. Right, like, right we were still it. open and families right. could still come, but. And so has it infected like, or affected how much you can work or are you, you're considered an essential, I would imagine. Yeah, I am an essential. We're 24 hour facility, seven days a week. So it's, I've picked up more shifts because I feel like they don't have the only family they really have right now. We go in there, we care for them. Like they can't see their family. Like they don't, most of them don't understand why families aren't coming to say hi. Like, did they forget about me? And what level, I'm sorry, not to hear, but what level of assisted living are you working at? Like, is it a memory I'm care in, facility? Is it, no, it's I'm just long term care. Like okay. these people okay. aren't going home. This, okay. this is where okay. they're living for their life. Word. Okay. So, sorry, just to frame. So people know kind of what we're talking yeah, about. So, yeah. so it's like hard like a lot of them dementia like don't comp can't comprehend why like their mm-hmm. son or daughter or wife or husband aren't right. coming oh, yeah. in 
and why they have to sit with a glass between them, like, through the window, and they can't hear, and we have to call them on the facility's phone, call the son or daughter, whoever. Yeah. And then (laughs) depression, like, being married to someone for 60-plus years, and then all of a sudden you can't even see them anymore. Like, that's been a really big toll on Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And then we've also dealt with people passing away and... Uh, we're the only ones there to sit with them while they're taking their last breaths and oh. their family has to sit outside the window and watch someone else hold their like mom's hand while they're taking their last breaths. Or- oh, you weren't allowed to have, they weren't even allowed to have family members in at that time. Mm-hmm. No, no. So that's, we were, it's been a thing I've been hearing a lot about. I think we were, I guess we never found ourselves in this position, but when it oh. happened, my grandma said that she was told, um, and I don't, you know, who knows what the truth is, but that she was told that the only, way that we could we would be able to go and see her was if she wouldn't eat unless one of us fed her or if she was dying and then we could come and like see her and say goodbye and i don't like we never found ourselves in that position so i don't know if we did then they would have been like just kidding we can't have that shit still Mm -hmm. or if we would have been able to um i don't know if it's because i know there was pretty obviously very strict guidelines Mm -hmm. when we talked about shopping carts and like all i'm sure they disinfected everything we you know brought in there before it went into her room and everything so that's we've had a lady who just went downhill, like, right at the beginning when lockdown first started. Like, super downhill, bedridden. She used to be independent, and then just, like, next day she was bedridden, didn't eat, didn't wake up. So we had her sons were able to come in, but they had to go through our health screening that we do when we first come into work. So they would go through the full health screening, and then they'd have to wear the masks, and they could sit there and hold their mom's hand and stuff, but... We've had a couple other deaths where families weren't coming in or anything oh. because I think something happened with one of her sons that we had to cut it out. And yeah. were they, it's okay if you cannot answer this question, but did you have any COVID-related deaths in your facility? We did not. We've had people who were tested for it because we thought they were and were put in isolation, like isolation and everything and we had a full hazmat to go in but all of their tests have came back negative that's Word. good always. we have a unit for it in case we do with a yeah. big plastic wall and a zip-up door mm-hmm. but we have not had anyone sent to us with covid that's yet. good Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's, saw... that's like the worst place for an outbreak to be mm-hmm. when i saw just one. this morning um whether or not this i mean it's probably as accurate as we can have right now but 43% of the COVID deaths we've had have come from nursing homes, healthcare facilities of, you know, of elderly, of elderly people. Which, Which in, when you think about it in pure common sense terms, makes sense. Certainly. Because people that are going to be older are generally going to have more compromised immune systems. They're going to, and they're this, it's the same demographic, I think, that primarily dies from like a flu infection and things every year. Mm-hmm. It's those same, that same type of demographic is, is certainly way more susceptible to a COVID-19 coronavirus than say any of us in this room. Right. You know, we may get it and be carriers and be totally asymptomatic and what it, we might be fine. We might go down for a couple of days, like a normal sickness or something like that, or it might fuck with us hardcore and you, you know, percentages and you never really know, but the vast majority thus far have been, older people and just to speak on that really quick because we were talking about those different strains earlier you know Mm -hmm. i know there's been a lot of people especially as the mask thing came around like it was divisive before when it was a total like an option you know but now that governors and people are making these type of statements like you have to it is like a whole 
it's a whole deal. You know, it's a, oh, it's yeah. a whole fucking deal. But like, I'm not doing it. I, you know, I don't have to do it. People are like, oh, well, you can't even conceal carry a gun if you're going to have one on. And like all oh, this yeah. shit, you know, coming out about like, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, you had two employees that said that they weren't going to show up to work if they were told to wear a mask, you mm-hmm. know, and like stuff like that. That's not the only time that I've heard that being a case. And when we talked about it, I was like, I understand and agree that it is inconvenient. It's less convenient than mm-hmm. not having to wear a mask. You know, I said, but in a world we already don't know so much, you know, because it's so new. Still so much is unknown. Mm-hmm. A mask may or may not help at this point. The inconvenience to me is a non-factor. It's I would yeah. rather wear one and not have a conversation with a law enforcement officer or with a fucking rowdy-ass individual who's like, you should be fucking wearing a mask. You know, someone in a store who has a bug up their ass. Or it's, it's not worth it to me yeah. at this point to have that discussion interaction anything i would rather just wear the fucking mask and move on with my day like that's not the hill that i would choose to die on but right and the reason i brought this up is even though it's so divisive and people have become so dug in in their opinions about not wearing masks in a world where we are talking about new strains coming up in china in beijing where more people are dying a broader spectrum of people a broader demographic demographic of people right it's still something especially because we don't know very much about it and it's continually changing you still need to be careful. You know, you yeah. still need to wash your hands. You still need to be cautious because as we've seen, there's a, in China, in Beijing, it's still changing. More people are dying. More people mm-hmm. are getting it that didn't get it before. So this type of shit is still capable. And if the Chinese Communist Party is still lying about everything that's going on, which they obviously still are, 100%. there's, there's potential for it to do the same thing it did last time and find a way to get somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not trying to scare anyone, but. I would hate to find ourselves in a place that China did where people get complacent and they think that they're okay and shit gets even worse and even more people start dying, you know? Yeah. So, and I want to use like this moment because I, looking back at it and kind of my personal view on a lot of this stuff going back the last few months since we've been dealing with this, with this I don't want to be necessarily like looked at as having a hypocr- hypocritical point of view at this point because – I am 100% on board the idea with wearing these fucking masks right now. I get it. Like, yeah. I'm not super into it. It is 100%. It does have some totalitarian things going on to it. But for all those Gadsden flag guys, you know, the don't tread on me people, like, I would say if you would step back and broaden your view to the totality of everything else going on with the government and the state <laughs> yes. governments and all this, the mask issue is not the hill to die on. It's the least okay? of your concerns. If if you really want to get down to it, this is the one op- one the one time in history that I can recall where previous to this, you could not go into a bank without wearing a hat. Like you couldn't wear a hat. Can't wear sunglasses. You definitely can't wear a fucking mask walking into a bank. Right. Into a, into a 7-Eleven convenience store. Into any store. You would be totally suspect if you were walking around with a mask. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> okay? This is something you can't do yeah, in normal yeah. life. All right? Because the, gov- because the government and society says you can't fucking wear a face covering if you go into a store. Because now we don't know who you Have are. Have fun can't. with it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Enjoy I like the it. fact I like it. that this is a this yeah. is something that you couldn't do before that you can do now. Yeah. And if you're worried about government involving themselves too much in your life or dictating too many things from on high and and being problematic about like 
you know, like, well, this is just this is just another little inch that they're taking and, and infringing soon, on liberties. Yes, like yeah. I get all of that. I understand all of that. But I also understand I've learned a lot about fucking viruses over the last few months, right? And the mutations and thing we've seen in Beijing and the differences between the strain in, um, on the East Coast and the West Coast is like, let's all just be really conscious that COVID-19 is not a fake thing. Right. Right. When, when we, when people say that like, oh, the, the fucking COVID thing is this all just fake, man? Yeah. Like, Generally, what people I think are are actually saying is, you know, the the government's reaction to it and their kind of authoritarian approach to kind of keeping everything shut down and all that. Like, yeah, one hundred percent, it is. There is some totalitarian, authoritarian things going on to that, and that's directly related to the health, the public health crisis and emergency doctrine and all the stuff that we have going on. But like, I just don't like you. Know, like me and you were talking about earlier this week. I don't see why wearing a mask in a public place is the hill you have to die on. Yeah, there's plenty of other things you could be protesting for and getting all up in arms about the stripping of liberties and all this. The mask is probably not the thing that you should you should hitch your wagon to. Where are you at with the with the mask mandate? You know, I didn't wear one before. Like in stores like and stuff in like stores that. Before. Yeah. I did if I was in scrubs because I have had people say stuff to me when really? I'm through a store in scrubs. When you oh, have to wear yeah. one at work, obviously, right? When you're there the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I have so. to wear one all the time yeah. at work. But now I'll start wearing one. I'm not going to like fight with them over it like yeah. you guys were just saying. But before I didn't wear a mask unless I was in scrubs because I was yeah. trying to fight with people about mm-hmm. it. We wore them for a long time when it first started because grandma lives upstairs, you mm-hmm. know, seeing grandma all the time, just in sh- doing whatever we can to make sure. And I think just in the last like two weeks, we like stopped wearing them other than places that we like had to, you know, and so we're just kind of like, whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a readjustment, you know, for me to be like, okay, like I still had it in my car. I just stopped putting it yeah. on. So I'll just keep, I'll just start putting it on now. You know, I just switched I from a over the ear kind of thing to something a little bit more functional and comfortable, which has yeah. been, it's made all, all I got to do. It takes a half a second go bloop done. Did it when I had to run a shit ton of errands yesterday after work, I went to like three or four different stores. It's, it is no inconvenience whatsoever. Yeah. Mind you, they're so comfortable. I got to go go get Carolina a couple of them because they're fucking sweet. And they come in all sorts of cool designs. So you can you could do whatever you want. You can have some super American flag action going on. You could wear the bandanas. You can do all sorts of things. Yeah. But I've had a couple cases this week. Just, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not atypical, but just random cases. What's the word I'm still looking for? Sort of an A. I don't know. Either, either way. Um, shit's gonna bother me. Random cases that don't necessarily speak to a trend or anything. Um, people getting confronted outside of the grocery store yesterday when I was I was walking to the weed store to pick About up not wearing masks. delicious Skittles. Yeah, and somebody out in the parking lot stopped someone else that had a mask on but was wearing it down below, and decided to confront them and ask them, "Were are we just not wearing masks now, or what's the deal?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just, I just kept walking. I was like, "Oh, people God, are so I shitty." Wanna... I just, it's so right? weird, and it's like that. And I had a a work acquaintance. We'll just say a distance work acquaintance. Got really, really sick the other day, seemingly out of nowhere. Right, he was fine the other day. It could be one of a million things, but with what's going on, 
happening and all these different spikes now in the state. So and all get this. the fuck out of here. Well, no, he was at home. He oh. definitely stayed home and stuff. And But he sounded terrible when I talked to him on the phone. And now all the company that he works for is very worried about what if he tests positive for coronavirus. And so there's a lot of people now, including myself, kind of readjusting the importance of following the state mandated guidelines and really tracking things and all this good stuff. Like we have to do temperature checks and all that good stuff when we come into work. All that shit. Because, you know, all it really, t- <laughs> you don't realize until you've got to deal with it. If somebody that you come into regular contact with tests positive for COVID, guess what you got to do now? Yeah. You got to test and you, you got, and, and people you come into contact. Fun, doesn't feel good. You no, don't right. want to do it a bunch. No, Carolina had, she got, she had pneumonia for like three months. Uh, recently, during ever since basically the shutdown, before the shutdown, actually, so she had to go in and get tested for it, and she didn't. We didn't get the antibody test. We just had to do the active virus test, and which was the the nasal swab, nose, and the whole nine yards, and it was not a pleasant thing to witness. But it's just I don't, you know, I don't, I just don't, I just don't see why. Like we said earlier, why is this? Why is the mask thing the hill that you think you want to die on now? When there's yeah. so many unknowns, it's obviously real. The pandemic is real. The severity of it, we can argue about all day. But there's a new fucking virus roaming the face of the planet. Right? Maybe we should all be a little careful. It's not just going to go away. Like it's summer now, right? It's we've had a string of great weather Monday through Friday. Obviously, we're getting screwed on the weekends recently. But there's st- there's still an uptick in viruses. We've there was always there was this kind of conjecture about um, and rumors about maybe the virus will go away during the summertime, just like the seasonal flu. Yeah, and I I didn't want to be that guy, but I'm saying in Ecuador, down in South America, on the equator, it's just as bad, if not worse, down there. Why do we think the summer heat is going to kill the fucking virus? It's like it's not going away just because we we shut down for a while and and flatten that curve a little bit. Yeah. It's still alive and it's still something we have to deal with as we try to figure out how to live life as normal as possible again. Yeah. Can't just say fuck the virus. <clears throat> it's, it's fake. We're moving on. It's fake news. We're, I'm out. I just I don't get it. So let's talk more about your work. As far as the demographic of the people that you work with, are you the youngest person at your work? We just hired someone like two weeks ago. That's seventeen. Word. Nice. Um, no the longer the youngest. That. By how much? Are most people much older than you? Um, there was a nineteen-year-old that I took my CNA class with. Word. And then I think the next one above us was twenty-one or twenty-two. Did you have any older people that you worked with that had to stop working when mm-hmm. you did? How many people? Probably two or three. That were old enough that they had to stop going to work when COVID mm-hmm. happened. We actually have a 70-year-old aide, and Word. she didn't wow. stop working. But really? we had one that's a couple years younger than her that just came back from leave. We had two that came back that are on light duty right now. That Was it a choice, or were they told that they needed to stay home? I think one's doctor told it's her okay she needed to stay know. home. Okay, so it was a personal thing. Because um, we had someone um, at my work, one of the gluers, that we had a couple people that chose to stay home. One of them that um, stayed there and then decided that she was going to retire. And so they told us that, yeah, like just earlier this week, that one of the, the one of the older gluers um, decided that. I think that I can. Yeah. 
um, decided that she was going to retire, which was like, shit, you know? Um, so did that, did you have to start working more when that, well, I guess you had limitations on how much you could work because you were in school, right? I didn't care about them. Like, no, no. You were just- I was working like when I first started, like now I'm on a regular schedule, but when I first started, I was just like, whenever you need me, just call me in. Cause I wasn't seeing chase. I, a lot of my friends wouldn't, wasn't able to hang out with me because of where I worked and a lot of stuff like that came about. Right. And so I was like, right. yeah, I'll just work like seven days a week for so many hours. Like, I don't care. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I? Schedule working. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. No, I was going to talk to you about your, the social life because I remember. Like, your mom posted something on Facebook about mm-hmm. when this first happened, about, like, you had friends that were weird about hanging out with you when this first happened. And so, was it, w- it was, like, most of your friends that were they personally uncomfortable with hanging out with you I because think- you were, like, in a potentially compromised position? Yeah, I thought about I- it, too, before the show, where I was like, well... Should I wear a mask? <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, I think we got enough like, precautions. I had one friend, and that was all that, like, I usually I was just, like, I would go get Natalie on my days off, so I had someone to hang out with, because yeah. like, nobody wanted to hang out with me. They were like, COVID is coming from nursing homes, like, stay back. I was like... Right, because oh. if anyone's listening, right, when this first kind of kicked off in America, mm-hmm. Kirkland in a nursing home is yeah. like where it yeah. really was the epicenter of the breakout. So when it first started, that was like, all the old people are going to get it. Everyone's going to die. It's going to be a clearing of the boomers. Like, shit's popping up. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. called I, the boomer remover. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever hear that name? for the? That was probably that a was dumb Twitter thing. So who was your, let's not shit, well, I mean, you can shit on whoever you want, but who was the one friend that stuck around? Let's give them a shout out because Haley. they're Haley. You know, Shout out. Oh, Haley. fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Word, word, word. That's the one that stuck around. Words. This is the one that plays soccer, right? No, that's no? really we're not friends. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Aww. So this is the one. She had black hair with a... Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Last 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, she... All these friends, I'm, it's always for like some type of event, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. drinking and smoking and stuff, and I'm just like blah blah yeah. blah. And like, Ow. it's bad. It's not good. Very um, edu- educational to all of them. Yeah, it's not. As soon as you get a drink, very educational. Yeah, Love and I was just like, let me fucking tell you about America, dog. Yeah. Like, let me educate you yeah, because first time I met you, I was like, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, I was so shit house too. I was so fucked up. Oh, it's terrible. You're like, you can smoke pot and go to school still. Just get those fucking good grades, dude. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds like so something. I know. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. The most dope um, dad. <coughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. Okay, uh, we'll talk after the cast. Yeah. Um. So okay, right. So you had friends that were, and that was. Difficult, right? Because yeah, you, I mean, you're like, you're not like super popular, but you have a fair amount of friends that yeah. you you spend a good amount of time with your mm-hmm. friends. So that was a psychological adjustment period. From yeah, I was kind of like I just like I cried a lot. Like I usually am pretty like thick skinned. Like I don't yeah. cry, but like I had no one to hang out with, and I just felt like my dad gets off at four, I go to work at two. My dad leaves at three a.m. for work, and I get off at eleven. So I never saw my dad. Yeah. I was mostly working weekends, and then my stepmom, she's a nurse at the hospital, and she was working with coronavirus, so 
Just by working a lot, too, I would imagine. Yeah, so we stayed distant. My dad stayed distant. My mom was still working. Clint was still working. Like, I had no one to spend my days with. Yeah. And I would just, like, my days off, I would just, like, go drive around town. Because I was, like, working so much. And I had so, like, I was getting, like, $1,300 paychecks. And I would have nothing to do. And I was just, like, driving around town. Especially because everything's closed. Yeah, nothing was open. I would, like, spend, like... $500 $500 at Target, like, yeah. just randomly, like, on random shit I don't need, because... Well, I think that's an aspect of, you know, a lot of the shutdowns and stuff that goes really, really under-discussed. Yeah. And there's been some kind of, you know, peripheral discussion about, like, the deaths of despair that happen and whatnot. But, I mean, fuck, man, you get an entire... You have multiple generations of people now that are going to be affected by this drastic social isolation and the depression and everything that comes mm-hmm. with it. And they're going to be scarred with that for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, somebody like you who it affected your high school graduation, yeah. a, a life milestone for many people. I don't really look back and care about my high school graduation much, but I don't want to assume that my kind of nonchalant experience with high school and all that is necessarily the case. I mean, I'm not a guy that wants to go back to high school reunions, but a lot of people do. And that their graduation is something I would imagine is very, very important to them. And were you going to, because I know you were going to like West Sound, right? Before mm-hmm. this. And so were you taking any classes out to high school when, when schools stopped I would, operating? I took West Sound my junior year okay. to get my certified nursing assistant okay. license. And then I went back full time at Central Kids Up High School. Okay. During your senior year. During my senior okay. year. Okay. So it worked. So, and schools closed, well, like in February, right? Something like that. I came, so I went to Disneyland the week before it closed down. And the weekend that it closed down, we never went back to school. So, like, March, like, I think March 14th was my last day right, at school. Right. Because I remember remember the the wave of school closings, like, being oh, yeah. at work and getting, like, so-and-so county closed the school districts. And then, like, 20 minutes later, so-and-so county closed the school districts. And then you're like, here it goes. Like, here it is. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end of the day, 90% of the state had closed I their school districts. school that day. So, I had no idea until I was at work that night. And John Bonet yeah. like, posted, he's like, heard about school, sorry. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then they were like, everybody's posting on Snapchat. They're like, yeah, no more school until April 29th and all of this stuff. And I was like... Oh man, maybe I should have went to school. Like there goes prom <laughs> and all my something. friends. Yeah. I was like, so right. Yeah. So you guys didn't get prom. You didn't get any of these end of school events that I, I much like Colin could not have cared any fucking less about any of that shit. These were things you were looking forward to. You know, prom. It's okay if you weren't. I was not like I didn't really care about prom. Like, mm-hmm. do you and Chase go to school together? No. No. Is okay. he older than you, or just goes to a different school? He goes to the alternative school on the S on the east side. Smart. Um, yeah. When oh, I, I think I know where that. We've at. talked about this a lot. When I was in school, the alternative school was very much, and we're only seven years different. So, but the alternative school was very much billed as like fuck ups and idiots go to the alternative school that's and like what that's it's it. Kind of like Which is about us, but I weird. know some people that are like doing online that graduated like they were my class they graduated like a year and a half ago and now they're like in college like making good money and i'm like you did the good easy way like i went there last year when i was at west sound yeah and i should have got my shit together and got my credits together because then maybe i would have like actually graduated like traditional public school is not 
for everyone. It's, it's not formatted that way. It's yeah, I, I definitely had a harder time. Like, I ended up doing Running Start, and I had a way easier time mm-hmm. doing those classes than I did in high school. It just did not Especially because that's a, work. a college-based curriculum. You right? take cl- college classes. Yeah, so yeah. it's so weird. If nobody can see that and identify that there's something systemically wrong yeah with the public education system where the bad kids can go off to something like running start or an alternative school and all of a sudden have amazing performance and have amazing progress and right. success after that there's something fucking wrong I with what's going on next door is such like a great like it's half a day it's only what 8 a.m to 11 in the something morning. like that yeah it's mm-hmm. only a couple hours Monday through Thursday. Yeah. They don't that way you can have a Friday. job, right? Yeah. I think it's... And you get so many credits. Mm-hmm. Like, Chase mm-hmm. gets, like, nine credits a year. But it's largely self-paced, right? Like, you can do you can they do less you, work or more work. They, like, give of, you all of your work because it's in six weeks. They go by hexes. Right, right. So, they give hexes. you all of that work. <sighs> Interesting. And then you turn it in as you go. And then if you don't finish it, you still have, like, two weeks into the next hex to still turn stuff in and receive the grade. Really? That's it's pretty nice. awesome. Yeah. So the thing you, but you were looking forward to graduation. I did want, because like- my best friend's going to the Marine Corps, Ainsley, and she's, me and her were walking buddies, like, oh, okay. through high school, like, we're walking buddies, and then, like, right as soon as graduation, yeah. we were like, well, we're not walking buddies, let's take senior picks together then. Do you feel like, um, this one, bye Carolina, um... So when Jordan and I were in high school, I was dating a different girl, and so I was, but I was supposed to take Jordan to prom, and I, like, asked her, and, like, we had a whole plan to go and everything, and then the girl that I was dating was, became really, really weird about me going, and was, like, just was, like, kind of, I'm not comfortable with him, blah, 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 and so I was, like, Jordan, I can't take you, like, it's just fucking causing strife in my life, and I now, obviously, wish that I would have gone to prom with her, because Jordan and I are married, and this girl is not in my life anymore at all. So, um, do you think, not that it's the exact same thing, but do you think that it's something that you'll think about years down the line that you're like, man, I really wish that I would have I mean, got to walk that. It's, it, that's kind of a hard question probably, to answer. But like, yeah, probably. Yeah. I feel like you would know at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause if it affects you now in some small way, it will later. Yeah. It was, like, sad. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I almost, like, cried, like, waking up on the 14th. And I was like, I have to get ready to go sit in the car. Like, I wore sweats and a t-shirt under my cap and gown. Mm. Like, I just had to sit in the car. And it was, like, really sad, like, putting on makeup. And I was like, no one is like, this is my last time at the high school. Like, this is really fucking weird. Like, yeah, I don't and, like this. And like, so how exactly did it work? You drove up in your car. Did you get out of your car at all? Or nope. you just opened the window so, and... My dad drove me through because we had to have someone else driving us. Yeah. But they made a fucking noon on a Thursday, so my dad had to take the day off work the to fuck? drive me through. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had an employee of mine, had to, he took the day off so that he could drive. That's so goddamn stupid. Yeah. Fucking so school just, district, dude. Yeah. They, we just, know. like, drove through. There's like, a stop, and he got, like... At a, the high school? Yeah, like, a senior packet and, like, a cookie. And then you drove, like, through again, and Here's then you, the like, stop, and there's, like, this big, like, arch thing, like, you'd get married under that you drive under, and then the lady's like, what's your name? Like, Shelby Freeberg, and she's like, Shelby Freeberg, and then they, like, <laughs> they, like they oh, that's you. fucked up. 
Yeah, they hand you Damn. it on like a platter. They hand you your diploma holder. Contactless on a graduation. <laughs> like they hand you Shit. Like a Taco Bell or something. Like yeah. Right there and they have oh to yeah. Put it on a tray. They dump the change out into your hand like you're a fucking peasant. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. That's you cold. Just drive through the rows of senior parking and wave at all of your teachers. That's, That's cold. That's when my cap flew off because I was out the sunroof of my dad's truck. I would, I would totally volunteer to be like, no, bro, I will pump my hands nine thousand times with hand sanitizer to like shake a kid's hand and give them their diploma. Fuck a contactless graduation. Yeah, that's that's dark. It's mm-hmm. a dark thing. I will say it is pretty awesome to be able to like to like lather up with hand sanitizer and then go in for a big hearty sh- handshake with somebody after so long. Yeah, it's that's real, man. I ended up finding uh, my sister in law's mom sent her. A gallon of hand sanitizer. Like a jug of it. She had found it on Amazon. And so we were there and she gave us a water bottle full of hand sanitizer. And so we had a couple of like little portable things that we filled up, you know, so we have like in Jordan's car and in my car and like the baby bag and shit. So I've stayed like, and I've got really lucky with Clorox wipes at Costco. So like when I pump gas, yeah, you, know, you did Clorox wipe every time. I pump gas, you know, and then hand yeah, You got in on, on the ground floor with those. You were you early. Know, I walked into Costco, and they were, like, opening a pallet of Clorox wipes. And I was like, shit, let me get a pack of these. And then, like, two weeks later, I went and same thing happened. I opened up a new pallet. I was like, well, fuck. Let me get another pack of these, Doug. So I've had Clorox wipes for days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Luck. I'm still yeah. working on my initial COVID TP and paper towel supply. Really? Oh yeah. Damn. I I didn't realize how stocked I was, and I gave some away too to some some people that were in need. Let me ask you this: When COVID first popped off, how nervous were you about the virus itself? Because there were some people who were like, "I couldn't give a fuck. Like this is not going to be a big deal." And some people who mm-hmm. mass buying toilet paper, wearing literal like respirators and gas masks to the grocery store and like, you know, panic buying ammunition. Ammunition is damn near impossible to buy right now because people yeah. got so crazy about it. So what was your initial level of concern for the virus? I like, I was more concerned about making sure that I was safe in public and washing my hands because of my residents. Like I love yeah. all of them. Like they're all mm-hmm. like, I'm all they have, like we're all they have right, right. now. So if I was to pass something like, that would just, like, I make sure I'm careful because of them, not because of myself. Right. Because I feel like I have a strong, like, I have, I know I have a strong immune system and stuff, and I, if I got it, I would most likely survive or be asymptomatic or whatever. Right. But I was more thinking about my workplace and keeping those ones safe because I mm-hmm. do have direct contact with them, and I don't keep six feet, and right. they need hugs, and they need... Like, a little extra, like, hold hands. Like, I don't wear gloves to hold their hands or mm-hmm. kisses through the mask and stuff. Like, And I think that's kind of been the the broader message that a lot of people have ignored through this thing, you know, is that it's not necessarily about you, you know. And, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that, I think, pretty consistently that mm-hmm. we, talk, we just talked about Jordan's grandma, you know, that I was not concerned about myself or Jordan. You know, we're, we're pretty healthy. We take good care of ourselves. Babies, small kids, you know, if, no concern at all. So I wasn't concerned about Dax with it, but I was more concerned that yeah, he's giving kisses to Jordan's grandma all the time. They're mm-hmm. touching all the time. He's, they live upstairs and downstairs from each other. So they're constantly seeing each other. I am Jordan stays at home, but I'm still working all the time. Like I'm going out and seeing 45 other people that are doing whatever they're doing when they leave. Um, mm-hmm. And I think 
like that got lost, you know, by mm-hmm. so many people that they're just like, I'm not fucking buying into that. Like, I'm not a sheep. I'm not doing this. I'm not fucking whatever. I don't care. I don't need to worry about that. That it's like, like you said, like, I, I also am not worried for myself, you know, but there's a bunch of other people that if, if the asymptomatic thing is as prevalent as it is, you know, then you could be walking around with it and have no fucking idea for several weeks and n- not ever even know, you know? And I you, think with the little that we've known about, how many people are symptomatic it's not so much you could be you probably right are walking around in some form of a pre or post asymptomatic phase yeah with the percentage that we're seeing of people that get it right it, and the odds are more like i don't know if they're actually more likely but they're it's it's not like a a 10 percent chance right you know i think so in california you- they did were like 40% of people. Right. That, in, that initial test in LA, and that was weeks ago. You know what yeah. I mean? That's got to be eight weeks ago they did that first. I don't, yeah. I don't that know if you remember that when they first started making antibody tests, they did several thousand people in LA and just gave mm-hmm. them all the antibody tests. And they, I mean, it was like, like I said, like 40% higher than they thought than it originally was for people that had antibodies for it. Um, and so, I said, if, if that's the reality that we find in the end of all this, you know, when we run all the numbers and find out what really went down, I mean, you can, you can walk past someone at the wrong time and cough and f- kill that person, you know, and it's not, no one's intent. It's not because anyone's fear mongering or you're f- a fucking sheep. It's because you're a standard person who has yep. no, you know, predisposition to anything and you're not immunocompromised. You're not anything. You're just good to go, you know, and that's, so that's it's been lost. Just mm-hmm. the general consideration of like other people around you for the reality of the situation, rather than for yourself yeah. or the people in your home, you know. And it's and like I say, dark. You know, the, a lot of those people, I think, are it's carryover energy from other infringements on liberty that we've been experiencing over the past, you know, since the beginning of the year and even before that a little bit. It's just focus the attention in the right direction. You know, it's kind of like right. a lot of people that that hate on you know Orange Man bad that just hate on Trump twenty four seven. Yeah, it's like God. There is a million and a half ways to approach this and shit on this guy like a hundred percent legitimately. Right. Why do you got to extend it out to something that gets into like iffy territory? If it's not gray, if it's conjecture, if it's rumor. Same thing with the the COVID stuff. No man, like I work with people. I have people that work for me that are, you know, pretty good friends of mine that mm-hmm. are in a high risk group. I don't want to fuck around with this thing. You know, I understand that I think we I don't I don't want to argue about the approach that we've all done and all this good stuff because it's it's no use to neither look at here that nor that, there. Because right? we're learning new things every single day. But when I see those people <laughs> new studio, bro, it just takes it. takes time getting used to it. Um but I see these people that I work with every day, and I, you know, you start to think like, if really the only thing that keeps them from getting sick at this point, if I have this thing, is me wearing a mask, why is that such a big deal at this point? You know, I get it. You know, I get. It. I have the Gadsden flag right behind me. You see, it's nice and big and proud. I'm a huge. Don't tread on me. Government should stay out of my life. But. This is not something this is not something the government is doing. The government is attempting to react mm-hmm. to a pandemic, right? But the pandemic is real. We don't know everything because it's brand new and obviously the world is a big fucking place and it's hard to really it's hard enough to determine the facts on like what happens in our own little tiny corner of the world just in US. But you just I don't know. 
you can't put on a mask on just to to make sure. Can you imagine the guilt you would feel to find out like three months later that you were around somebody at a party or something like that on a 4th of July celebration. Some people got sick. You didn't get sick. And then somebody died. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know if you were a carrier at that point, especially if you didn't know that what if yeah. hanging out over your head. I just don't see like that's something I would want to live with. And no. and that's not to like fall into prey. I don't know if you've heard the government talk about a lot of this stuff. I'm Donovan and I are not real big fans of our governor and his administration and all that. But that aside, when his narrative and approach to all this stuff to try to get people to wear masks and to comply with his stay at home orders and all this is, is the, he appeals to the emotional sense. Like, you know, the reason we won't have any problems with people adhering to a mask thing is because people care about their neighbors. They care about their older loved ones and all this stuff. And, I think that's a bad approach to take towards public policy, but in reality, everyone out there has somebody that is probably more susceptible than to the, you know, from what's the right word by, uh, other than themselves, mm-hmm. that is somebody that's more susceptible that they can, you know, that they actually care about and they don't want to get sick because the odds are they could die at this point. The death rate may be, <laughs> essentially stay static at this point. It yeah. hasn't really changed. But the hospitalization rates are are changing and going up. I mean, and even if your loved one doesn't die of COVID, you just if you accidentally got them sick and sent them to the hospital where they almost die of COVID, yeah. That's still no better. You know, it just it just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. So and especially with the legal threats now of punishment behind things. I don't know if we talked about it before, but up to if you are found to be willingly breaking the law behind mandatory face coverings, you are legally liable of up to 90 days in jail or up to $1,000 in fines. The sheriffs have also said that there's nothing in there that mandates that they they enforce that. No, there's because no it's, it's direct enforcement a, it's, branch. It's like a, an executive order or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. not a law passed through yeah. through the state, you know? So they're – and that's exactly why the sheriff's office is able to say, like, we're just going to tell people that they should be wearing masks, yeah. you know? So, yeah. you know. Which so, is the thing that, that I think is – I think considering the relationship we have with the police these days, it's probably good tact for them to take anyways. Right. Let's just right. focus on, like – talking to the community and communicating with them some, why this is important and not necessarily just saying, well, we'll fucking wear your mask or we'll take you to jail. Right. So Which, thankfully I haven't heard any cop or law enforcement agency say at this point. Yeah. So we'll start moving over to some stuff about your school. So we have, and this will, this will be a little transition for us that we've um, seen over the last week, a lot of different school districts that are pulling their um, school resource officer program, right? So they're pulling the police officers that they had assigned to their school out. So they're not having that anymore. Did you guys have one of those at CKA? You did. And I don't, I don't remember if we had one at Ole. I knew we had security guards for sure, but I don't think there was like a cop that chilled at our school. You know, I know you guys I had a cop that was there all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, did you know him? Did he have rapport with the students or was he oh, just yeah, like, no, he was like, like every day at lunch, he'd come walk around. He was just like our security guard. Like they, he was really social with us. Like during passing time, he'd sit in the cafeteria or stuff, but 
he was like very social and nice. Yeah. Like, What's his name? Do you remember? Jason. Jason. He was just posted on first Kitsap name County's, word. Officer Jason. His he was just posted like on Kitsap County's sheriff's office's Facebook. I saw the picture of him the other day. Oh, him and one other dude. Yeah. Well, so is he the younger of the two? Of yeah. word. Okay. Yeah. So he's actually he belongs to the yeah yeah the county sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kitsap County yeah. Sheriff's Office. When I went to school. Surprisingly, even back then, mind you, this was post Columbine, so mm-hmm. I guess it might make sense. But we had a school resource officer that was there. He was widely despised among the students, mind you. But I gotta imagine it's a size thing because a uh, CK is bigger than Olympic is. And yeah, so we might they might Olympic have one. one. They now. have one now. Yeah. yeah. So and we didn't when I was in school. There was I mean there was a police officer that like rolled through frequently, but there really? was not one that was there in school. No, it we had two like same- a legit. Paulsbo City of Paulsbo police officer. Yeah, no, that was on staff as the as the, the student resource officer. We had two security guards, but that's all. We just had the two security guards, Miss Katie and Mister like, Mike. And they like were both private really security. Cool. No, they were employed by the school. No, I mean like a uh, there weren't like a, a state agency. There were oh like no no yeah no they security were security firm. Yeah yeah no they they were school employees. They okay. were they were not even Hired outside hires. They were school employees. Yeah, hmm. and I don't know if they're title was security guard you know but that's that's what they did yeah. they you know they Makes ran sense. you down that i ran from miss katie more than one time so they would yeah no they would chase miss katie a heavier set lady miss katie yeah she's a big polynesian lady uh, oh, so she super cool yeah really awesome lady but she's surprisingly fast shockingly fast. like if the rock was a woman Still gonna get you. No, Might be she a human wasn't mountain, like stacked. But... She was just okay. a thicker lady, you know. <laughs> and really cool, awesome woman. Also worked at like J.C. Penney or something like that. Like sold shoes. Really cool lady. Yeah, she had a bunch of kids that that went through Oli and stuff. So she's... you think that's sad though? Like you know, like a super sad security yeah, officer has to that, also like, sell shoes. Yes. So uh, okay, so you guys had a proper school resource officer. So let's talk about some things that you learned in school, right? right. So this is it's gonna feel like a test, but it's not a test because. It doesn't matter how you answer. So you didn't have, or at least when I was in school, there there isn't like a proper civics class anymore, mm-hmm. right? Or do you you had a civics kids. class? Mm-hmm. Word, nice. fucking good. Word. So yes. we did we did not have one. We had like social studies and shit, but we did not yeah. have a proper civics class. No, our class was actually labeled civics. That wow. is awesome. That is cool. Okay, so in civics class, you learned about like the functions of government and how things are. Well, I was third period, so I didn't show up 90% of the time. But Perfect. once so, we went to online, I did learn a lot about it, yes. So do you oh, know, yeah. like, how a bill becomes a law? Do you watch Schoolhouse Rock? Like, the process of, of how a bill becomes a law. It goes through the legislatives or something? <laughs> Word. So yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, that's a good, so so the process in which a bill becomes a law, right, is it's introduced in either the Senate or the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. it passes through one, passes through the other one, yeah. and then goes which to the president. Which are legislative branches yeah. of government. Right. Yeah. Um, and then goes to the president who either signs it or vetoes it. Mm-hmm. If he vetoes it, goes back to the legislative branch. They're going to get a two-thirds majority. Say, fuck you, Mr. President. Yeah, yep. I remember yes. reading about this. Yeah. And the same thing transfers down for the to the state level, except in this case, instead of the president who holds the highest executive office branch on the state level, it's your governor who holds the highest executive level branch job yeah do you did you learn about the electoral college i did not you did not learn about the electoral college okay so do you 
Do you know about the Electoral College? I don't. Wart. Okay. Are you registered to vote yet? I am. Okay. Do you, Proud of you. Do you mind sharing which? Do you have a if you have a party affiliation? For Washington State, mm-hmm. I'm probably when you fill it out. Culp, probably. No, 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 no. Your your party, right? So, like, oh, are I you take a test online one time, and it was like, what percent? Oh, like, told I you. What, okay, with. hang on. I Interesting. Took a you have the screenshot of it. Interesting. Because I like. I heard about this really just this week. Politics. So oh, really? To him. So, yeah. is your dad jazzed? You're going to be on this show. No, I didn't really tell him. That's what I got. <laughs> your dad doesn't know. 86% Republican words. Oh, shit. 64% Constitution. That's what the fuck? So I don't she's, know. It was a test I had to take yeah. online for civics class, actually. 55% Libertarian, 16% Peace and Freedom. I was going to say, it sounds like she's That's a really uh, interesting. a center-right Libertarian. Yeah, so the, um, the Electoral College, complicated as fuck, right? But... But not really. So yeah. there's a lot of people, especially in younger generations, yours that are really against electoral college, way more in favor of like a popular vote, right? Mm-hmm. And so the electoral college, each state, depending on its population, is rewarded different numbers of electoral votes. Right. And those are represented in actual people that are called delegates. And mm-hmm. so they are assigned districts within the state that they represent. And so when you vote, your vote is registered by your delegate. And however, the majority of this district votes is where that delegate places their vote at for the electoral college. Right. It's like a point system almost. And you have to get a certain amount of electoral votes. To become the president. It's like 270 or some shit like that, right? What's the... I don't remember the total number. I'll look it up real quick. It's like 270 or something like that. And so there's a lot of misinterpretation um, that the vote of the people is not represented in an electoral college, right? And in the base electoral college, that's untrue. Because as I just said, your vote dictates, if I'm your delegate, you know, your vote dictates how I'm going to place my vote. But there are also things that are called super delegates. And this is a newer thing that has really fucked this system around. And super delegates are people like federal representatives or federal senators the governor, people like that, um, that get a delegate vote for the electoral college, but are not beholden to any voters within the state. So they can choose to vote however they want, right? Regardless of even if the whole state votes Republican, the superdelegates can still put their votes towards a Democratic candidate for whatever fucking reason. So this is what 538 electors in the electoral college just Quickly, according to Wikipedia. So it's 270 that you have, 271 or something like that. Is required to win. Yeah. So um, does that make sense when I said as far as delegates and superdelegates? Yeah. Yeah. I know that that's kind of complicated. Um, And it's the superdelegate thing for a lot of people that they don't realize that really throws a wrench in that whole process. That there are people that are working within the system but are not beholden to the people that – whose voice is is supposed to be being heard, you know? They don't have to listen to people's votes. They can just place their electoral vote however they want. And we've seen that be a problem in 2016. Um, You know, with Bernie Sanders, he got fucked out of a lot of electoral college votes. um, Yeah, by the party. Um, And that's that's kind of a whole story in and of itself. But it's hard to talk about civics the way it should be as practiced today because – 
when you look at like the black and white rules of how things are supposed to work, we've done a really, really good job over the last 200 some fucking years of being a country as complicating that all to hell as we possibly can. Yeah. And so you may hear about how it's supposed to work technically, but then also hear about how it actually sort of kind of supposed to work nowadays. And the, the two of them don't often align with, especially when he's talking about the super delegates that adds like an extra layer of, complication to the whole thing mm-hmm. but generally generally speaking it's yeah it's that group of special electors that are supposed to represent their people and then vote on the the big ticket item which is the president when you took this test um this political affiliation test what kind of questions did it ask you on there it asked like about like what do you believe abortion should be words Cool, because that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to ask you now, right? Cool. As long as you feel comfortable asking those questions or answering those questions. Um, so, so when you registered to vote, did you register based off of what that told you? No. No? I just like went online and just put in my name and stuff because I was still mm-hmm. in school when I did it. So like, did you register as an independent or as a Republican or a Democrat? Do you know? Mm-mm, I didn't register no. as anything. I just put my name and my address and Worked. everything then, and then sent then, me a card. Then I think you got auto-registered as an independent. I think so. Um, which yeah. is which is cool, right? I'm registered as an independent, and it, it really just provides you more options because we have open primaries in this state. And some states – I forgot my ballot. Have, you have closed primaries, and so if you're not – if there aren't candidates for your party in that election, then you don't get to vote on the primary. And the primary is how the parties pick who their candidates are going to be for the main election. And so because we have an open primary and you're uh, registered as an independent, you can vote for a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian or whoever the fuck you want in mm-hmm. the primary. And then again, when it comes down to the main election, you can choose whoever you want. Um, but so when we say primary versus general election, do you understand what that means? What the difference between the primary is? Yeah, so the primary, like I was saying, is is a is an initial election that each party will have. The Democratic Party will have a primary and the Republican will have a primary. And you'll have a slew of, you know, or for this time around for governor, it's like 35 candidates or something like that. And so so you choose, yeah, all these people are running, you know, and so you choose your favorite of these candidates that you want to represent that party in the general election. Mm, And the general election is when you have two candidates or three or, you know, of a set Mm -hmm. number. And these are the people that you get to choose from. So a primary is the selection of those candidates. It's like the, the filter, you know, you're getting down to, okay, out of all the Democrats running, who's the one that is ultimately going to be, down to like the Democrat yeah. versus the Republican, and then there'll probably be a Libertarian and a Green Party, or and so that's the benefit of like I was saying of being registered as an independent in an open primary mm-hmm. is that you can choose from any party you want instead of just having to choose from a Democratic from Democratic candidates or just um, Republican candidates. Like for a long time, my mom was registered as a Libertarian, which can be really hard because yeah. in the primary, if there's zero Libertarian candidates, then you don't get to vote in the primary. You just have to yeah. sit and wait until the general comes around and then pick one of those guys that a bunch of other people chose for you (laughs) so when you were doing this test did you write down anything like this that you like political affiliation questions that you had oh i didn't write any of them down okay no that's fine um no so as far as abortion goes where where did you sit on that i think like 
like, you can make it as simple as pro-choice, pro-life, and yeah. then expand from there if you want, because it's it's generally not as simple of, of a question as yeah. pro-choice or pro-life. There's generally much more nuance involved in that. So to put it in context, Donovan and I could sit down for three hours a week for probably three months and just talk about abortion before we get down to anything solid. So don't don't feel like you have to go super super in depth. I think it's like pro-life unless like you're raped or incest mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Like I don't yeah. think having unprotected sex with no birth control and then having a kid and then aborting it. Like I don't think that's a like. Yeah. So if I was to put it like if if you were if a person was to become pregnant against their will, mm-hmm. that would be an appropriate time to think about abortion in your in your book and still be okay mm-hmm. okay i think that's because i think that's generally if you boil that argument down that's kind of what it comes down to because yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of laws that are written you know with the exception of like rape and incest and and things like that where mm-hmm. it's like okay no that's okay that provide ex- with exception to yeah. that yeah and there's a lot of people's kind of baser political ideologies can feed into how they feel about things like that. And like I have said for a long time that I am like begrudgingly pro-choice and not because I agree with abortion because, because I don't, I don't think that it's the right thing to do, but I am personally so focused on personal choice and limited government involvement. So as to say, so as to stay logically and ideologically consistent with myself that's the position I have to take that it's, it's not my business and I don't agree with it, but it's not my business. And mm-hmm. so what you choose to do is fine up to a certain point, you know, and I think like the point we wrench is like 20 weeks or whatever it is at, at right like, now yeah. where there's like pain involved, you know, and at that point I am personally uncomfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. with it as a whole, but, um, it's an it becomes more topic. challenging for me, yeah, personally, when there's pain involved in, in like a, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I also don't judge anyone for holding yeah. any other type of view or anything. We've, we've mm-hmm. talked about that a lot, especially about this issue. There's so, it's so polarizing. There's so many people that, um, a lot of people take it from a religious standpoint, you know, and if you religiously base that think abortion is murder, then you're not going to be able to support it really in any type of way, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so many people on the opposite side of that that are not able to comprehend that for those people, you know, it's not about personal rights or like infringing on your rights as a woman or an individual or anything is that they, they think that it's murder, you know, and that murder is wrong, excuse me, in in any capacity, you know? I think that like mostly like if I was to get pregnant right now, I would, I, if I couldn't afford it with the job I had right now, like I would go out and get another job and I would support my kid. Yeah. But I would never think of having an abortion. Like, but if my like friend was to go out and get pregnant and she was like, I really can't support this kid and I don't have time for another job, then I'm, I would like support her. Yeah. And aborting it, I just would personally never do it I, to myself. Uh-huh. I think that is an extremely healthy political view to hold and it speaks volumes about you that you are able to hold that view and know that 
you're comfortable with someone holding such a different view from you that's such a like a such a strong ideological point and then you're cool with it you know because there's so many people especially in mm-hmm. in youth you know in modern day and like this generation that are not able to even have a conversation about something they don't agree with without just fuck you i'm not even doing it you know and like that type of shit happens all the time like cancel mm-hmm. culture things like that that there is so little tolerance for opposite views, you know, that I'm really happy to hear you say that. Um, I think it's interesting that you can have, like when you really boil it down to what, what it would look like for someone to be pro-choice or vice versa, you know, anything else on, on that point, any kind of nuance in here, it really on the ground level where it actually happens, like, we could have friends of ours that get pregnant, don't tell anybody, and go get an abortion, and we would never know about it. Right. When you really think in that context, that's probably 99% of the abortion cases that happen in America. Yeah. They literally do not involve anyone else but two fucking people and a unborn child, right? Yeah. The minute you ask somebody their stance on abortion – you're asking to essentially dive into their their personal lives and their personal yeah. code of ethics and morals and stuff like that for a case that they will probably never have to deal with in real life. Yeah. So, and this has just come off the back. Of, we've been thinking about these things for years at this point, right? And this is kind of something I've had kind of pop into my mind recently. I had a, a an acquaintance of mine that recently broke up with her long-term boyfriend and then also – a week or two after that, found out she was pregnant with said ex-boyfriend's child. And immediately, I have to start thinking about this going, oh, what do I think is right about the choices that she is making? And I kind of like hit the fucking e-brake real quick. And I said, okay, why am I now passing judgment on a friend of mine's fucking life choice. Yeah. That is only her goddamn fucking responsibility and her only, the only person that's going to be affected by that, her choice is her, her ex-boyfriend and her immediate family. Yeah. Nothing to do with what right. I want to say. It doesn't Why is affect it? your life. Yeah. Exactly. And so that, and mind you, abortion in this case was never once even talked about. But that idea of that become, in my mind, all of a sudden, oh, okay, well, what in what if she's thinking about this and this yeah. indication because blah 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 blah. It just makes me think, what if abortion is one of those conversations we should not be having? It should just literally be between a, one person and their partner, because obviously it takes two people to make a baby. If those people and their doctors, their healthcare providers, whatever the fuck, and their families, why does anybody have any say over what happens? In that private scenario. Yeah. Because if something were to g- happen and they go through with an abortion or they decide to get an abortion or whatever it is, the only people that are ever going to know are them and the people they may tell. Why the fuck is that anybody else's bi- anybody else's business? Yeah. Do you- I, it's been kind of a radical change, but, you know, with that understanding of maybe this is not something we should even societally be discussing amongst whether it's okay or not. Does Do that you, um, affect sorry. your thinking on abortion at all? Just bringing that idea up. No, 
Like no, because no. that's because is that because it is more a personal thought about whether or not this is something that you would do given the situation. I just personally like I just don't think I would ever like yeah. I would never feel the need to get an abortion like but if a friend of yours got one and she told you about it I would support her right. like that's my friend and all like yeah. she did it to her, her body choice. and her yeah. it was her and the father's decision like it's not mine you fucking killed a baby like that's awful like if it was what's best for the baby like I wouldn't want the baby to come in to a life it doesn't deserve like that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me and you think that you don't think this is like too taboo of a, of a subject for people to be discussing especially like kids your age you don't think that that's no, because I think most abortion comes from kids my age. Yeah. Do you have conversations like this, not necessarily just about abortion, but about political things? Do you have conversations like this with your friends before they all started ignoring you because of COVID? <laughs> I, I, I like, you know, sometimes I do. Like, me and my, like, me and Haley and her boyfriend, Reese, like, we Reese. Can, Reese, yeah. Word. We can talk shout out Reese. About. Don't know him, but shout, shout out Reese. Out. You have, know, oh, Reese, I did. You harassed him with Evan cup. last Fourth of July. Of course oh, he did. Of course he did. Yeah, redhead. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, word. Okay. Okay. All right. He, All right. Like, I gotcha. We can talk about <laughs> politics like together because mm-hmm. he knows a lot. Like she's educated. He's educated. Like I mean, I don't know shit ton, but like I could talk to them and like understand what they're saying. But like, like. One of my friend's mother is, like, hard Democrat. Like, mm-hmm. she just fucking hates Trump, fucking yeah. hates everybody, Inslee, like, everybody. Like, she just hates on everything, and, like, coronavirus is, like, the worst thing ever. Like, stay away from me and my family. Like, don't talk to us. Like... We're all gonna die. Yeah, we're all gonna die. But, yeah. Yeah. She is, like... I don't know. I don't want to like call her out because I don't know if she's gonna Dude, listen. Say to whatever me. you want, man. I'm, yeah. No. I don't want to like. I don't want to start shit. With no, that's, that's fine. That's that's healthy. No. Okay. We're we're not egging you on. We're no. saying that you have the freedom to say exactly as much or as little as you want. But so. yeah, she's kind of the person. Like, if I say something, like my clearly my political beliefs are way different than hers. Yeah. And so if I say something, like she's only right with what she believes. Like, you cannot change her mind, like, no matter yeah, what you no say. Yeah, that's no good, yeah. Like, I mean, I will listen to, like, what she has to say, but I just think some of it's just, like, bullshit. Like, yeah. guns are an absolute no. Like, no For one her. should... No one except the cops should have guns in the military, like... That's what she says? Yeah. yeah. And then my dad's over here just bought, like, a thousand rounds of, like, arm, like... That's what I'm saying. So, ammo. Our ammo. So where are you at on... Yeah, on the Second Amendment, personally. As soon as I turn 21, I'm getting a gun. Works. And okay. I'm going to conceal carry. Works. So, Not open carry. Do you know that being 18, you can legally go buy a gun if you don't want to conceal carry right now? Really? Yeah. She can buy a shotgun. You can buy a shotgun, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, you can't buy a pistol until you're 21. You can't buy now. a handgun or an AR-15. Or a sem- yeah, semi-automatic. I don't yeah, think I want a shotgun. Like, I mean... I shotguns are a, shotguns are cool. They're fun. I I'll, I'll go get mine right now. I had yeah. somewhere like to keep it. Like I can't just keep it Certainly. in my bedroom with like, my nieces and nephews like, oh, yeah. coming in Certainly. to wake me up. And, and there are laws against that right now. And currently, like, my yeah, dad has is, a big safe. Yeah, he has. 
He has like semi-automatics. Like well, and as far yeah, as I feel like um, we're dad now. This sounds like a well, and as far scary. as um, Washington State goes, every gun you have has to have either be in a safe or have an individual lock on it. There cannot yeah. be access to it from anybody that like it's essentially anyone who it is it isn't registered to, mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's a. Uh, a good thing to that have a place a to keep it as that's where I we we have one AR and I have it in a in a bag that's locked with a lock in it you know and then we have other guns like I have another thing that I have like my pistol and to have that out and stuff but um I've told myself like I, I can't buy any more long guns until I have a cabinet to put these things in and then, then I can buy more long guns but yeah um my dad has a lot like we used to go shooting all the time he has like a 22 long rock rifle word 22 handgun and 9 mil yeah he has an AR I don't know what it is but yeah. he's never shot it before and he just bought a mm-hmm. bunch of rounds for it like mm-hmm. he's stocked up good on man. ammo like good man good good man yeah yep he yep. can he went to a culp rally last weekend and he open carried the whole time he said and just for everyone who is not from the state or anything Colt oh, yeah. was one of the opposing governor gubernatorial candidates for jay Inslee. um i we've talked about this a lot over the last few weeks i do not see any fucking way that jay Inslee stays in office in november yeah. Yeah. he's done so much different shit to piss off so many different groups of people <laughs> yeah, right. like it's not even like it's just the right wingers that he's got pissed off it's fucking everybody that he that hates him right now this so is what happens when you adopt the ideology intersectionality yeah you so, cannot win with anyone have you ever heard the term intersectionality before no intersectionality Ooh, you can almost simplistically you can boil it down to like a point system right and it's it's a categorized so postmodernism is that's another conversation all in itself that we can have another day it's a philosophical um, conversation yeah yeah it's it's a larger conversation and yeah postmodernism is, is postmodernism is a political ideology that generally you have to go to like university or school to learn because it's a social ideology that's based a lot communistic values of marxism like equality of of outcome and so that's something we'll talk about another day but um the in, intersectionality will just start here right so because yeah. that's if we talk about anything else it turns into a much too large of a discussion to try and, um so in intersectionality at its base you can think of almost like a point system point system for adversity as far as you're a woman that's one point Right. If you were also to be Mexican, one point, black minority, you know what I'm saying? That's one point. If you were also to be gay, that's a point. Right. And so in this, those are just examples, but anything that would provide any type of generally assumed imposition on your life is, is a point of, of inter, intersecting values as far as being a woman and being gay. Yeah, how much is where that how much historic oppression has been <clears throat> amounted or how much historic oppression has that particular group been subject to over history and so, so that's, women obviously didn't yeah. vote at one point and so on and so forth and they were baby making machines only at one point and different things you know african americans were slaves at one point everybody has a different oppression value assigned to whatever specific category you meet so even within that like you talked about if you're a minority that's a point or something but even within that it's like okay well if you are an african-american in america 
that had ancestors that were slaves. That's like 10 points. And if you are an Asian immigrant that came over in the 80s and has not really had to deal with, you know, historic oppression, that's two points, not 10 points. And so it's this weird hierarchy of points based on oppression and where all these different categories intersect is like the total sum of your your hierarchical point value of how oppressed historically you have been. And that's something you can see reflected in Does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's something you can see reflected in a lot of social media, right? Especially in social movements and stuff like that. If you if you think about videos that you've seen from social movements, especially Radical stuff when there's, you know, a lot of chaos going on, stuff like that. People being told that their voice is less valuable because they're white, you know, or like these people need to be heard because of this thing, you know, not, not an ideology of free speech because everyone has something to be said, but these are people that, and, and I don't, I don't mean specifically this movement that's going on right now, but that's in, in general, that intersectional movement. It can be used to, rank the importance of what people have to say you know because of applying things like white privilege and stuff like that to people's opinions that reduce their point you know value in this intersectional scale you know what i'm saying can you think of and not like i'm not asking you to like come up with an example but have you seen things like that reflected in stuff you've seen on the internet like as a it's okay if you haven't because you're all mm-hmm. admittedly not super politically activated so if you're not watching political speeches or rallies and stuff like that I on the internet then then that would but like you examples of things you might see is like as a woman of color this affects why or i believe oh, yeah. this or as a trans person yes i believe that's this. probably an easier example i think yeah. that might be a good because that that's kind of primarily, I think, what I see. Is and that qualify right. wherever you're at based off your intersectional category. Or and where, even though people yeah. don't think of it like that when they do it, it's that is the background ideology behind it. That's intersectionality. Places more emphasis or importance on that person's opinions because of their assumed privilege like i said or lack of privilege because of historic oppression because of where they sit at you know and so because of where people can be placed at on this scale you know you can even if you know what you're talking about can be told that you don't know because you haven't seen it because you're not black you know and shit like Mm -hmm. that even if you know exactly what you're talking about it's like what does it matter you don't really know you know it's where the term white privilege has come from yeah you know if you if you say something that runs counter to whatever narrative they're trying to push, they could say, well, you just have white privilege because mm-hmm. you are white. And because you are born white, you have essentially not had to deal with this problem, this problem, this problem socially growing up. So that, in essence, has become a privilege that you don't have to deal with any of that shit that other groups have to deal with. Without taking into account your individual history and yeah, vast list you of can't you can't dig much deeper than the surface of kind of what we're laying out because then it starts to become loaded with contradictions and whatnot. It's very very to to use one of their own terms from kind of that side of the aisle is it becomes very very problematic to actually look into the nuances <laughs> of things. Yeah, because it doesn't start to make sense at a certain point. 
in in the realm of free speech, and this is going to be the next thing I'm going to ask you about, there, you know, the way that free speech is interpreted now, the First Amendment, the only thing that really you are hindered from saying is a call to violence. You know, I'm not allowed to tell Colin that he should beat you up. That's not free speech, mm-hmm. not covered. And also yelling things like fire in a crowded room, things that are going to place other people in immediate danger are not covered under the clause of free speech. That's pretty much it. As far as hate speech and things like that, that people talk about is not something that, you know, you are, you are hindered from saying just because people don't like it. You know, you can say really terrible, nasty shit and there's nothing to stop that from happening. Um, And there are a lot of people that, seek qualifiers on that, you know, to like hinder people from using certain language, talking about certain things. And we see that in things being pulled off the internet and, um, as far in Canada. So this is a really good example, right? In Canada, there is a law that, that they passed that put into place this list of like 75. No, sorry. I didn't put into place this list, right? It, Colin, will you fucking help me here? What is this C C sixteen? Right? Is that what it was in Canada? Yes, it was yeah. Proposition C sixteen, and it made it a hate crime to discriminate someone based off of their gender identity, mm-hmm. and their gender identity was was off of this list of like seventy five different terms that they had. Right? Z's or all the whatever. Right? That's a whole other story. And so, combined with this other human rights code in Canada, if you inadvertently misgendered somebody, called them by the wrong gender pronoun, and they sued you for discrimination, you could wind up in jail, right? And it's it's a, it's a an extreme case. It's not that that will happen all of the time, but this law being passed opens the door up for the possibility of someone who is just in the right state of mind deciding that they've been discriminated against because you inadvertently called them by the wrong gender pronoun and yep. you can end up in jail. You misgendered right? them. And that becomes a hate crime now. Hate crime. So it, it's also hate speech, which is not something yeah. that exists in America because we have free speech. In Canada, they don't have the First Amendment the way that we have it here. So their free their speech is able to be limited like this. So a lot of people in America, especially who subscribe to those intersectional ideals, things like believe that things like that should be instituted in America to limit people's free speech because we don't want to be hateful. We don't want to be mean because feelings or whatever word you want to. Um, you know, apply to it is more important than your right to express yourself freely. Mm-hmm. Where do you sit at on that side? Are you more in favor of like, say whatever you want, even if it makes you uncomfortable? Or do you not want people to be able to say things that make you uncomfortable or other people uncomfortable? I think you can say whatever you want. Like, if it makes you uncomfortable, like, yeah. sorry, but... So as long as you're not directly calling for violence or something that would make sense to you, mm-hmm. you can say whatever kind of ignorant, racist shit that you want to say. Yeah. Do you think there's anything else other than those? And it's okay if you do, but just those things that we laid out, the fire in a crowded room and a call to violence, do you think there's anything else that maybe should be? No. Like, no. here's one that's socially enforced, but not as, that is not legally enforceable. The N-word. Yeah. Dropping the N-word with a hard R. I hear, I hear plenty of people of color say it around. Uh-huh. So I just, I mean, uh, I'm yeah. a white person. I choose not to say it. Like, because you have, like, why do you choose not to say it? 
Because I feel like it could be offensive to a black person or person of color. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I feel like it could be offensive coming from me. Like if, I mean, I wouldn't personally get offended if someone called me a cracker or something, but. Very understandable, I, I think. I feel like yeah. the N yeah. word would be offensive coming from a white mm-hmm. person to a person of color. And so how would you feel if, say, tomorrow there was a law passed that made it illegal to say that, unless you are a person of color, that would it that you think it wouldn't really affect me. Like, okay. I mean, would you be personally bothered by that law being in place? I mean, kind taking of, words out of mm-hmm. lexicon. Have you do you know lexicon? Have you heard that term before? No, <laughs> lexicon I mean, is heard, is just yeah, it's like common yeah vocabulary what what everybody normally kind of says slang but on a much broader scale yeah it's like what are the what are the words we all use as a society to communicate thoughts and ideas like gen z boomers shit like that uh, that's yeah. that's those are things that belong in the modern lexicon that if you like, you won't time travel the to dictionary. the 60s yeah and if you time travel to the 60s no one will be saying that but yeah. here those are general terms that not just not just in washington you use that term if you went to florida people yeah. would still know what a boomer was if you say okay boomer they'll still fucking know what you're yeah. saying so plus it's yeah. pretty cool because like you could say things like well yeah that's in my lexicon now <laughs> your friends yeah. and they'll be like that sounds kind of cool <laughs> what is that so there you go <clears throat> yeah, um, so would you, so would you be personally bothered by by words not just the n word but words being taken out of the lexicon being made illegal for for use publicly? If they were for like if the n word was only legal to be used by a person of color, I think that would be not fair because people of color are fighting for equal rights so hard right now. Not that they don't have equal rights, but I like the general uh-huh. idea. Mm-hmm. Then, if they went and made like a a law that white people couldn't use a per a word, but a person of color could, mm-hmm. that would just be splitting it back up again. And I feel like then there'd be more hate from white people because people of color could use this word, but we couldn't. Then we would white certainly people overuse it to the black people. That I certainly I feel like for someone who the- for someone who doesn't you know, think of themselves as like a political person or something like that. I feel like that's about the best answer you could have at this point as far as like, because it kind of sounds to me at this point, like you said, you know, like I'm not going to use it because I know, you know, it's going to hurt people. It's going to fuck with people. So Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do that because that's, I'm not an asshole. I'm not trying to be Mm -hmm. a dick. I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings or bring up shit. So I'm just not going to say that. But at the same time, you slightly feel uncomfortable being made illegal but it's like well we shouldn't do it but maybe it shouldn't be against the law but we just shouldn't do it anyways mm-hmm. like that for somebody who doesn't seem to be as involved in kind of like the world that we inhabit as far as political and ideological and all this good stuff that sounds like a pretty straight and narrow kind of you know path to be on and it i'm not going to say it's surprising but i'm going to i'm going to say it's very refreshing to hear some from someone who's not We'll say politically active. Yeah. It seems very, very subtle, but nuanced point of view. And I appreciate that. Do you Especially think, someone from your age. <clears throat> do you think that a lot of the people that you go to school with hold similar political views that you do? Or do you Absolutely think that, not. No, you think that no. it's very different? Mm. What makes you say that? My school is very like, 
school was. My school. Was very, like, <laughs> there you go. I You're an adult now, baby. That's right. <laughs> I still see them like posting on like Instagram and stuff, like very like feminist, like like all I've seen on Instagram from all of the girls I went to school with was like Black Lives Matter, like. I've posted, like, one thing, like, the Blackout Tuesday thing. Like, oh, I posted yeah. that, like, I yeah, We I participated in that, I think. We, yeah, yeah. Like, I support it, but they people just take politics very, like, like, a lot of people post, like, fuck Donald Trump, like, not my president, like, he is your president, no matter how much you hate it, he's your president, like. She's in your family. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like Shelby a lot. She's here for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's good people. Yeah. I think that I think it's very aware of you to yeah. <laughs> to realize that because there's a lot of people that um, I know personally I couldn't like name a list or anything but people that I've had discussions with that mm-hmm. it took them becoming an adult to see things like that and even just have any idea about things we we've talked consistently about this one chiropractor that we know and I just oh, yeah. just shit all over because she just she irritates me she irritates me to no fucking end just the one that you she, went for yes and it's because she could not have cared any less about politics up until corona popped off and then it was like she's been in it her whole life. She was just throwing around articles that were untrue and asserting all kinds of things and saying shit that wasn't validated and using her position as a doctor to like say all this shit and just political articles that were unvalidated and things that were contradictory. She would say things on the post article that contradicted what she was saying and like stuff like that. Just very basic fucking mistakes for people who, you know, irritated me to no end about that and it she's older than we are you know she's grown she's like almost 40 years old and it's like how how do you make it to this old and you don't give a fuck about anything that's happening around you you know she's like i didn't even know who what our governor's name was (laughs) how how do you how do you exist comfortably in this world and i'm not even saying like be politically activated and like argue with all of your friends like but you should have some semblance of an idea of what's going on in the country and in the state that you live in you know and so it's like constant refreshing to see if someone who at least has a general idea of what's going on you know and it's just like i don't i don't fucking Mm -hmm. know you know that's the shit is concerning to see grown adults that know less about governmental functions than you do you know and part of that is function of you just coming out of high school and them being however old but there's also no reason for living in america 45 years and not still knowing how the government works you know on a base level of like how does a law pass you know how does a fucking president get elected shit like that there's so many people that I'm sure you may see, and I know the Colin sees that something get passes through one of the legislative or one of the houses in the legislative branch, and they're like, "Well, there it goes. It's a law now. Like it's it's all done now." And it's like, "No, no, no. There's still two other groups of people that have to argue about it and vote on it and pass it before this is like, oh yeah, before it's all good, you know." And then you got to make adults. sure nobody challenged it in the court system, which mm-hmm. is the judicial branch of government, you know, yeah. to make sure they don't overturn that law that it just passed because it's unconstitutional or whatever it is there's a lot of checks and balances that exist in the system that it appears most people don't understand exist either that or they don't have faith in the system enough that that system of government that branch of government can intercede constitutionally and overturn a law that's passed yeah um so let me ask you this question um when it comes to the states 
and and our state of Washington existing and having a relationship with the federal government in Washington D.C. What do you th- if if the governor and the Washington State Legislature was to pass a law and we voted on it in November, right? What what's the difference in your mind to a state law that we pass here compared to a law passed from the federal government? What, in your mind, talk to me about what the differences might entail to you as who you are today. This this eighteen year old person living becoming an adult. Like you know, a law that was passed in Washington. Yeah, like so Washington state specific law, like uh, cannabis so you, is a great example, yeah, right? Cannabis perfect. is still marijuana is still federally illegal. Mm-hmm. It's still a federally banned substance. Yeah, but, but I in, went to the store on Friday and bought in, this. In Washington State, it's federally and medicinally legal, so you can buy it in a store as long as you're 21 years old. So that would be a case where a state yeah. law has been chosen to supersede a federal law because. The Tenth Amendment of the Bill of Rights says essentially, in 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 not so many words, says that anything, I can tell you exactly anything not covered in the first nine amendments is a state's issue. Anything not listed here is not a federal issue, and it's a state's rights issue. So, because they don't mention pot anywhere in the Bill of Rights, there's a pretty good argument that well, we should kind of decide it as a state, and the federal government should not tell us what we can and can't do with yeah. it. You know, commonly referred to as like well, states' rights, states', states rights, rights issue, states' yeah. rights. So, verbatim from the Bill of Rights out of the U.S. Constitution, Tenth Amendment, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So in other words, if we don't have a federal law, you states figure it out. So with that knowledge, he's asking like, how do you feel about the comparison of a state's law to a federal law? Do you think that one should be more important than the other? Do you think a federal law is more important than a state law? Like right now, I like your comparison of the cannabis, right? Cannabis is 100% illegal federally. To be sold and distributed anywhere in the United States. It's a narcotic. It's actually more illegal than cocaine. Yes, which is strange. But in Washington State, in Colorado, in a bunch of different states now, the people of that state have decided it's not illegal in this state. Yeah. But the federal government says it is. What's your thoughts on that? I think like a state – I'm like kind of like – I don't know like if federal should be more important or state should be more important because the state – itself is its own like place Mm -hmm. but the federal government is like the whole everywhere but i'm not sure like i don't know okay and that that's 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 perfect it's a it is an issue that we are battling with as a country today and Mm -hmm. that's why we have laws like this where the federal government is still literally going into depending on the administration is literally going into weed stores taking all the weed all the money and saying you cannot do this the state government is saying do you can do that that's fine Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing the state government can do about it because it's federally illegal but there's also you know so it's this weird middle ground that we find ourselves in that Mm -hmm. those people are operating totally legally within the state they have funding they have places you know everything is legit so federal government can take everything is that why federal the federal government can p-test us for pot yes yes 
Okay. That's and why, like, if you work at the shipyard, like as long as yeah. it's legal in Washington, the federal government can still mm-hmm. and test you. private entities, private companies can do whatever they want. Yep. They can set up their own drug policy. So, like you said, you get drug tested at work. It, you probably work for a privately owned I company, do. so they can they can dictate their own drug policy. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't get pee tested at work. I work for a very small company. They don't have a drug policy that prohibits and yeah, I don't. That. I don't. Test my employees. He's a part owner of his company. Yeah, you know, they don't have a drug policy that prohibits the use yeah. of cannabis. But There's, if we decided we wanted to make that a thing, they could. We could. Yeah, and that's that's our right as a business to do. And it's not discriminatory because it's federally illegal. You know, and it's yeah. recognized as like as medicine, and you could maybe get some type of medical exemption for it, but it would be uh uh, seven million loops of process. I'm sure oh, yeah. to get an exemption and it's a, for it. It's and, a total case by case thing. But, yeah, and, and the, I just the reason I kind of asked that question about it um, is because that's just one example. Yeah, and I think it's a good example though because mm-hmm. it is so. And I think it's probably a, a you could probably equate it to the adoption of social media nationwide and globally. There's so many. There's so much focus now what happens on the federal in the federal government you know like we'll just say the names of people like if i was to say nancy pelosi do you know who that is yes okay who is nancy pelosi i don't know i've heard of her name you know her name and that i think speaks to my point even more you know her because she is popular but you don't know her name is popular her name is popular right yeah. she is what is known as the speaker of the house of congress and so she is the the top chair in the the <laughs> house of representatives in the branch of government that belongs to the legislative branch, the dominant right? party in the house of representatives yes. whichever party has the majority in the house chooses who the speaker of the house is yeah and that person is essentially like the She's like the boss. Yeah. And and she's the one who will go with the leader of the Senate to talk to the president. You know, if they're going to try and work on a, on a law together, try and get a bill passed to a law, those three people will, will talk together. It's the representative for the House of Representatives. Yeah. And on the state level, we have that too. We have a Speaker of the House of Washington and we have the, you know, we have a Senate leader of Washington, a a majority leader of the Senate, a majority Mm -hmm. leader of the House of Representatives. And then they speak together to the governor and stuff like that. It's the same concept, right? Um, and so it's just because I think there's so much more access to free information via the internet and stuff like that. I think the focus on the federal government has become much more popular than stuff that happens on the state level. And it's real, real easy to get caught up in that the 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 political goings on of Washington D.C. and you know President Trump and the the Supreme Court and you know the Congress and all this good stuff than it is to like that pulls focus. I mean, for example, would you be able to tell me who your local House of Representative um, member is? Who who represents you? Your federal in representative, the federal House of Congress. No, no, and that. Do you know who the senators are for the state of Washington? It's okay if you don't. I feel like I know their names, but I can't think of anything except Jay Inslee. So, yeah, Jay (laughs) Inslee's the governor, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, no, the 
and just for the record, our senators' names are Maria Cantwell and Patty Murray. Yep. Patty Murray, I Patty know, it. Murray. I remember her yeah. damn commercials. Thank you. She used. I think she her was the governor. I think she was the governor at one point, and then became. I think she, maybe she, maybe she ran for governor at one point. Maybe she was something else before she was this. Not important. Um, I'm gonna find <clears> out. And our federal representative's name is Derek Kilmer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And used to be a fan. Yeah, so yeah. we've had positive and negative experiences with Derek Kilmer over the last two years that we used to be really into him. And then he, we found that he's much more of a standard party politician than he plays himself off to be. Um, but that's another thing. So one of the bigger political issues going into 2016 and 2020. Um, it does not appear that Patty Murray's ever been governor. No. Washington what State. Was she, maybe she ran for governor. She's been, I probably, I wouldn't put it past her, yeah, but yeah, she she's been in governor. the state Senate, uh, Democratic senatorial campaign um, chairman, Senate VA committee, Jesus. Senate budget committee, the Senate. Yeah, she's like number three in the line of succession in the DNC. Okay, so one of the bigger issues, free college, right? A lot uh-huh. of people, not just free college, but a payoff of student loans, right? Just go a wipe of student loan debt. That's something a lot of the Democratic candidates have talked about. Elizabeth Warren talked about it. Yeah, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders talked about it. Yeah. So a lot of people have have started to adopt that idea. Is that something that you have thought about at all in this? No. No, because I'm not really. My parents are paying my col- all my college, so it doesn't really. I mean, it is free in my sense, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is something. There's something to you saying that. Yeah. Just right there. Um, you know, when that's just awesome. To kind of age myself a little bit, like when I was getting close, when I was a senior, the conversation in my household was all right, well, what are you going to do once you graduate college? What are you going to do with your life? Or once you graduate high school? So are you going to go to college? Or what are you going to do? You're going to go to work? Or what's the deal? And it was, I was like, because they're like, we're not going to pay for a penny. Of your college. If you want to go to college, you're going to have to pay your way or you're going to have to get some scholarships or some shit because we can't afford that, right? College is expensive. Very expensive. And I feel like it it says something, and not so much towards you, but I, I feel like it's probably a very generational spanning thing. It's like, you know, do you know how much a year of college costs? On average, for you to go to 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 go to nurses school or to go to, I mean, yeah, where are you planning on going to college? Do you already have one picked out, or are you planning on going to college? I am. Okay, starting the fall. Okay, I'm gonna start at OC and do get my associates, and then hopefully transfer somewhere else for a nursing program. Word. So, Probably what are you gonna WSU. get your associates in? What's your plan? Olympic College. Okay. And then go. What kind of degree are you gonna pursue? Nursing. I think that's. That's very common, I think, around here. Around we here, do have big. A, we have yeah. a very. Good I'm going to assume programs. it's a good nursing program. Right? Yeah, I hear a lot of good things. Nursing program is really, really hard to get into. Yeah. so that's why I'm getting my associates. And from what I've heard, it's hard transfer. to get through. Like you got to be. It's good. Yeah, there. It's good quality. Yeah, and I've. No, I mean, I would like to say it's very popular. So I've known several people to go oh, yeah. nursing programs, and it can take a long time to get in, and then yeah, be difficult once you get in. But obviously, worth what's her name? What's to produce Kelly's a, daughter? She was going Lexi. nursing school, right? Yeah. Lexi's going. Yeah, and she's all good now. She's certified, good to go, working at the hospital. But, oh, okay, yeah, no, she came and picked up some shields. Like, yeah, we should get her on the podcast. One, I think we could probably do that. We could probably do yeah. that. Um, 
So, so your parents are. So, what do you think about the idea of since you don't have to pay for your own college, at least mm-hmm. ideally, what do you think of the idea of the national student loan debts? I mean, trillions of dollars. What do you think about right? Is that what we're talking about? Trillions yeah, of dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Being wiped out and forgiven. Yeah, All those forgiven, loans forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Just gone. Just, you don't have to pay them anymore. I mean, seems cool to you, right? Yeah, it's like so. It's a lot of money for the government to mm-hmm. deal with. I don't know. So let me ask you this then. If somebody was to – so we're talking generally about college debt at this point, right? Student loan forgiveness. St- student loans. Yeah. And to forgive a student loan, you need a student loan, which means somebody needs to loan you the money. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we're talking about probably the Fed loan program. Which most student loans are federally guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that anyone can get a student loan. So that you don't have – you're not denied the opportunity mm-hmm. to go to school based off of your economic circumstances yeah. or your parents or, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll even rephrase the question at this point to say, do you know who actually would loan you the money to send you to school? No. Okay. Now, I think – because – because that is interesting to think about, right? If somebody, you know, because money doesn't grow on trees, right? So money comes from somewhere. And somebody's going to give you a loan. The federal government is going to back up that loan to make sure whoever gave you the loan will get reimbursed. You know, that's the way it is. You know, we got you on this one. So, but some company somewhere has to have money to give to you so that you can give to the school. And that's how it works. And at some point, if you were to, relieve all student debt. That means you are no longer personally responsible or in this case, like say your parents, which I think is a very common thing. A lot of parents pay for their kids to go to school. Or co-sign on loans and shit like that. That's super common. But at that point, then it absolves them from having to pay for your student loan so you can go to school. But somebody gave, gave a person a bunch of money to go to school, right? Now, at that point, so is your thinking then, okay, well, it works for me. I don't have to pay it. But now the federal government's going to pay for me to go to school because they, they're paying whoever is shelling out the money. Does that not, does that bring any kind of conflicts into your mind about, you know, like who shouldn't have to pay that or who who actually gets the money or, you know, so on and so forth? No. No. So the reason he asked you that I think is because the for everything you got to think about a funding source, right? You got to think about where the money comes from, right? So Mm -hmm. he's asking about a federally assured loan because if a loan, if if I'm a bank, right, and I give you a student loan that's federally assured, (laughs) and you don't pay it back, federal government's going to give me that money, Mm -hmm. right? No matter what, I I, as the bank, I'm going to get my money, right? Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say and the federal backed loan and the federal government is funded by the taxpayers. Right. Mm-hmm. So anything that's paid out by the federal government is paid for in tax revenue, in tax dollars that came out of your check, his check, my check when we worked. Right. So he's asking about that because if the federal government is to eat the cost of that loan, the taxpayers are the ones that are eating the cost of that mm-hmm. loan. That means so I'm going to pay for a portion of your loan. Don's going to pay for a portion. You're going to pay for a portion of your loan. Your parents are. Everyone in the country is at some point going to pay some portion of your loan. <clears throat> and if you're talking about 
right now, which we are, right? We're existing in a mid-corona United States where we've added six uh eight trillion dollars to our <laughs> national deficit which was three trillion dollars before so we're sitting at a lot realistically 11 trillion dollars uh, i mean and a trillion I think it's even more a, than a that, trillion man. is a thousand billions right yeah. and a billion is a thousand millions so <laughs> so to have 11 trillion dollars of national debt and then to add however much the do you look up the national debt i'm going to look up the student loan debt so um, national debt by the next have you ever seen the National Debt Calculator? Mm-mm. Oh, God. I'm going to have – I'll show you um, when I actually type in debt the right way. It's a um, – it's actually – you can go see it in New York City. There's mm-hmm. a actual big, huge LED display oh, that yeah. shows you, like, how much it is. And right now, our national debt is somewhere in the, in the nature of $26 trillion dollars. Right. Yeah. And, you know, some people argue that it's it's and powers of magnitude more than that. But at the end of the day, based off of uh, GDP, gross domestic product, and all the, the debts we have to foreign nations and all the different things, it comes down to around $26 trillion now. We just added six to that or eight to that. And last year, the student loan debt added or was – one and a half trillion dollars. And so if you're talking about relieving the student loan, those are just federally insured loans. Those yeah. are only the federally insured loans. There are more loans that are privately secured that someone else has to deal with, not the federal yeah. government. But um, so that's odds are uh, your parents actually went to Fed loan to get you a school loan. That's I did. We did the same thing for Carolina, my wife, when she went to school. We went through Fed loans. Most people do. Most yeah. people do. But there are some people that will go take personal loans out and other things like that. So, but I yeah. think the vast majority. So that's another trillion and a half dollars you're talking about adding to the national debt that already sits at uh, twenty six trillion. Six. After we've just added our eleven to it over since January. <laughs> so know, much. We, yeah, it's uh, a lot so, of money. So that's why he frames the question in that manner. Do you have any personal problems with the federal government eating and the taxpayers eating another trillion and a half dollars in debt? It's okay if you don't. It's okay I don't think do. it like affects me right now. Maybe like more when I'm like an actual like taxpayer. Like right now, I just get my paychecks and taxes get taken out. But like, mm-hmm. not, you're not like, paying property tax yet and stuff yeah. like that. Which is actually. You'd be surprised that the majority of the tax revenue taken in by the federal government is primarily through things that non-homeowners will do. Property tax is what you pay as a homeowner. And the majority of your property tax actually gets dispersed only on the state level that funds things like schools and, and you know, police departments, fire departments, things like that. It helps fund a lot of the more state level type things, whereas your income tax and your social security and whatever else comes out of your paycheck, it's about 18 to 20% of your paycheck goes to things that will ultimately become things like Fed loans or anything that the national government provides. We'll just say that, right? That is funded by 
the stuff that comes out of your check and everyone else in the country that gets a check. Housing, various welfare programs, food stamps, um, mm-hmm. student loans. Yeah, no, all, yeah. all of those things, any services provided by the federal government is where those things come yeah. from. Like your own, kind of- your own social security when you retire, ideally, mm-hmm. you know, um, things like that. 2026 is coming. Yeah. Right yeah. Point. You pay into, uh, you know, like, uh, L and I and stuff like that. So if you can mm-hmm. work and things like that. Yep. Um, it's like if you get hurt on the job, you have been paying into the LNI program at some point, right? When the first check you get, there's a portion of that goes to LNI, and that. Do you know what LNI is? Labor and Industries LNI comes it's, out of your paycheck. Yeah. yeah. And so, what that basically does, if you get hurt, or in this case, particularly if you get sick on the job and you have to get hospitalized, LNI is a state-run organization that. Essentially, will help cover the cost, or they they will cover the cost of anything that happens to you on the job, work related in, 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 yeah, injuries. Injuries, like, injuries. like I have, I myself have been in a, you know, because I've worked in construction most of my adult life. If I get hurt on the job, I immediately go down to urgent care or the hospital, whatever the situation dictates, and I can say. Basically, when they come, when you come in, one of the first things to say, well, what kind of insurance do you have? You say, this is an LNI claim. That means that automatically the labor and industries will get billed for whatever the cost of your injuries are from happening on the job or whatever illness you got on the job. They will cover all of that because it's kind of like an insurance in a way. You pay every month into this system or it goes every into, time yeah. you get paid. You take a percent of your paycheck, you put it into that labor and industry system. General fund that pays you out if you end yeah. up needing something. Because the odds are a million people are going to contribute 20 bucks a month to LNI through their paycheck tax. A small fraction of them are going to get hurt on the job or sick. And then LNI has enough money to cover their expenses because they got hurt on the job. Just work insurance. Work insurance. Yeah. Boom. That's so, what it is. So let me ask you about something that's a little bit more current, right? There's in the last couple weeks been a lot of talk about like defunding the police, right? Mm-hmm. So you've heard these discussions. What is your take on? And there's let's be a little more specific because there is kind of the general idea of defund the police that um, a lot of people take to mean a you know complete and a lot of people mean mm-hmm. a complete abolition of police departments, taking that money and putting it in other places, and a lot of other people mean taking a lot of money out of police departments, reallocating in other ways, reinventing police departments, finding different ways for it to work so as to lower police involvement with the community. Um, so either one you can pick, but what is your take on like the talk of defunding the police? I don't think they should. I don't think it should even be like a thing. Like they police keep their funding, like because of <clears throat> bad cops, we shouldn't need to. Cops shouldn't all be stereotyped as that. Just like a pit bull. One pit bull oh, attacks somebody, yeah. then... Just like a pit bull. The rest that's, of the that's pit true. bulls are that's bad. That's so true. Like, yeah. It's like, you're not going to take out the whole race of pit bulls because one pit bull attacks someone or no. a few pit bulls attack someone. Like That is such a good analogy, by the way. Yeah. Can I just say? As that far is as so police good. go, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Because... Very involved in the police defunding and very involved in this problem with pit bulls. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I have known so many pit bulls 
that are the sweetest fucking dogs. I love Sweeter than my own dogs, for God's sakes. And I love my dogs. Cody and Mike have Pitbull. Diesel, he's so fucking sweet. Yeah. There's this big old blockhead. Yeah, they're always, yeah. They're Their just tails this thing. fucking hurt. Yeah. Those those things, yeah. <laughs> but I love that analogy because I think it is very, very apt. Yeah. The idea that there, there's this big scary thing out there that we have mm-hmm. to protect everybody from. It. It's like, realistically, it's just something that's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. The, the police... Cops, law enforcement, I think at this point are we twelve. Have a ver- 12? Five yeah. Five oh. Is that twelve is the thing? Twelve. Slang. Man, I've always heard oh, like I know five oh. You it's see, oh fuck, duck if, down, duck if down. If you Act watch normal. some of the video footage from Seattle, you'll see it says fuck twelve. Yeah. And that's the means. But God, I feel so out of the loop. I'm too old. All these people that are saying defund the police, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. going to happen when someone, like, attacks them? Who the fuck are they going to call? Mm-hmm. The police? Right. Yeah, like, yeah, know. sorry, I just, like, protested against you and, like, wanted mm-hmm. to defund you, but can I have your help now? Like, um, Certainly, and we've seen, <sighs> just for two examples, right, mm-hmm. we have seen in um, what they were calling the, the, Chaz. the Chaz or the Trop, or the you oh know, the autonomous zone or I the occupied protest. So, tell us, you obviously know about the Chaz Chop. What's your view on the Chaz? Yeah. I think they should go in there with a fucking tractor and take them out. <laughs> <laughs> just bulldozers. Oh, just take everything out. Who cares about the businesses right there? We can rebuild them. I think it's so fucking stupid. Okay. Like, this that is... irks me. Yeah, I, I love it. All right. So, <laughs> knowing that the Chaz Chop is dying, it's over. It's right, Mayor Jenny they... Durkin showed up. Well, city employees showed up on Friday. To remove the barricades and, and today. to clean and today and to clean it, yeah, it started on Friday, and th- there was some resistance, some peaceful resistance to this. Right, there was people laying down the streets in front of the bulldozers. It was just like you ever seen the movie? Uh, the book is right behind you, leather bound, um, something galaxy. Oh, Hitchhiker's Guide. The Galaxy, right? yeah. You know, in the movie, there's that scene where he's laying there in front of the bulldozer. You're not going to put a free rave through my house. Yeah. You're not going to come take my chest, chop him, and lay down. And the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, has come in. Ah, uh, Jenny and, Durkin. Yeah, Jenny On Durkin. Monday, just, just for record, Go ahead. Monday was the day that she had a press conference, said that it was done. And this came after a week of... Four, four, shootings. four shootings and one sexual assault um, that yeah. was, yeah, there was a sexual assault and the guy got arrested outside of the chop. One person died, three people shot. Um, four people Friday shot, one person Monday, died. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over one week, yeah, there was <clears throat> there was four people shot, one did person raped. Did person pass away because they wouldn't let paramedics in or did paramedics refuse to go Okay, in? so. That's complicated. That's but- a great question, right? So we will hash this out as good as we can because there's a lot yes. of things that go into this. So there's a lot. There are, were, still are, barriers hindering traffic flowing through the autonomous zone, the occupied protest, right? Mm -hmm. So, there's one barricade. Can be moved, right? That's something that can be handled. Mm -hmm. There is also the matter of violence happening within the autonomous zone, which requires the police to go in and secure the scene so the emergency mm-hmm. medical technicians can be safe in doing their duties. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's a big problem with police being inside the autonomous zone because that's the whole idea is they don't want police in there. So Started there was, because they took over the East 
Please, please, please. So yeah. there's huge, there's, there's a huge struggle between the cops and the protesters just to try and get in there, right? And so the EMTs are having to wait an extended period of time until the scene can be secured so that it's safe. They can have morphine. They have all kinds of things that can be stolen from them. I mean, that can be used nefariously afterwards. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's, there is, very legitimate reasons that the scene needs to be safe for them to operate in. Not to and mention, when you sign up to become an, uh, a paramedic for a fire department or something like that, you're not signing up to enter into, say, war zones or yeah, you know, place no. like that. That's exactly. Yeah, as a as a city or municipality employee, which you are when you join a fire department or something like that as a paramedic, there is the expectation of a, a of a semi safe work environment. You know, it's not like being a soldier or even a cop where potentially you will be exposed to danger. That is, that is not exist. You're just supposed to be helping people. So when all that's happening, there are people outside, you know, the, the ambulances, you guys are a piece of shit. You guys are whatever. By the time the ambulance actually get in there, they've, they've taken the person out of the autonomous zone. They Mm -hmm. removed him. So the ambulance can't even, in, in, regardless of the travel time. So the people the, from like Chaz Chopper out there yelling them. at the yeah, screaming yeah. at the ambulances they for not have doing to go their in job. There, their own, not America. Like I don't think they should have to go in. That is <laughs> an argument on itself, and part of why they start started calling themselves the Chop versus the Chaz occupied protest, as opposed to the <laughs> autonomous zone, because that's the argument. Is if you're an autonomous zone, there's literally nothing to stop armed soldiers from going in there and taking all of this down. But it doesn't look good optically, right? Like from mm-hmm. the general public's perspective, so they. But when that starts to be discussed after our two weeks, you know, and there starts to be reports of extortion and illegal activity, Donald Trump is like, "I'm going to take this shit back." They're like, "No, no, no, we're not autonomous. It's an occupied protest," mm-hmm. you know. And so they because they tried yeah. to shield themselves from like legal liability mm-hmm. of not being connected with the government. Because at that point, they can they can shut off utilities. They can do all this other stuff that they're they're not. Liable it's, to support yeah. this autonomous zone, and the it's, only thing that kept them there before is that there's people who live in that autonomous zone that have nothing to do with the protest. There's yeah. 500 residences in that area in that six block radius or whatever, and then also businesses that operate within there. And so the government, the city, can't just shut off utilities because mm-hmm. there are people that still have to live. You know, yeah. so they found themselves in a really hard position as far as utilities and stuff goes. But and this but, is because they were uneducated about what. What it truly meant to do what they were doing, right? So, by legally, by calling themselves an autonomous zone, they are, in essence, and legally, they are seceding from the United States. And the last time that, that, that we had a secession in the United States, there was a civil war. Because it is illegal to secede from the United States without, I think... Two thirds, two thirds majority vote of the United States um, Congress. It's the same so, like, thing to add a new state to the union. Yeah, like if we were trying to bring Puerto Rico as a state, or Washington fir- D.C. Yes, as is being discussed. As exactly, um, but that's why, like, they set up this Chaz, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh wait, if we don't change our name to the Chop and and say that we're not autonomous, we're not seceding from the United States. Literally, the U.S. government could have walked the military, the actual active duty, not the National Guard. They could have done National Guard, but they could have literally walked Army and Marines right into the Chaz and took – they could have killed everyone, literally, and and been legally 
okay to do so because there was a secession from the United States of America. And that the reason I, I bring this up is because it, it brings into the conversation, the concept of the say uneducation or the ignorance of some of these people that tried to do what they did at the Chas Chow. It's because they don't know what they were really doing. But at the same time, that does bring in to the conversation the idea of what it is they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. They were just too dumb to do it. So regardless of all of that, right, I just think it needs to be brought up because this this thing has been joked about for so long. I've been guilty of that myself about, like, joking about how ridiculous the, the Chaz is. Oh, yeah. Because it is fucking ridiculous on yeah. its face. And it's hilarious that all of this stuff has happened over the last few weeks. But there's there's more uh, there's a more serious issue behind all of this, and this is the ignorance behind what is actually being manifested throughout all this. And I don't know. I'm going to get off this this high horse because I kind of forget where I was going with it. But the idea of us having you in here and talking to you about all this is it's been really refreshing to me seeing somebody of your age have the kind of conceptual ideas that I think that you carry that I think is very uplifting to somebody like me who has been losing faith in kind of like society and as a whole lately because of all the madness going on. And it's really nice to have you in here. And it's, it's actually so far our conversation so far, all the topics we've hit, it's really helped level me out through all of this. And it's been really refreshing. So I appreciate that. So let me ask you of all of the political and social issues that exist. I kind of asked you earlier in the week, which of all these things is the most important to you? Whether it's guns or abortion or welfare, you know, making sure that people have food stamps and stuff like that, or Medicare for all, making sure everyone have has well, health Medicare insurance, all, or yeah. so you're a big proponent that. of Medicare for all. That's yeah. a big, and it is cost. I know we talked a lot about you know taxes and stuff like that up until now, mm-hmm. and so is cost something that concerns you as far as health insurance for everyone goes? Because cost. Or, I mean, it's, it's tens of trillions of dollars, you know, so for, for the trillion and a half that oh, we yeah. talked about. Be a lot for of student loans, yeah, it's much more than that. I'm not trying to deter you just to have a, a view of everything. So, is that something that you're less concerned about in regards to Medicare for all? Yes. And why is that? Because Medicare, I feel like that could help. It helps a lot of people. Like, half my residents are living on Medicare yeah. right mm-hmm. now. I'm sure. And GG. You know, Gigi. Yeah, yeah. She's living in a nursing home where they aren't giving her the care she needs. She's living in memory care when she needs full assisted living, like where I work. But she can't get Medicare to support where she wants to Where she needs to be. Where she needs to be because of her properties that she owns because she doesn't qualify for Medicare. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So So is this because she owns property she has – she, like, is worth too much to qualify? Oh, so not only so that an expansion in terms of coverage for people and for financial liability you would be in favor for. And I just mean like he's talking mm-hmm. about she has she owns too much mm-hmm. to, you know, so I'm so you would be in favor of not only for everyone being available for it, but for well, I guess that would just cover, you know, fucking Medicare for all is Medicare for all. So yeah, right. Fuck it. You're you like know? proving the point. I'm, dr- I'm trying I to mean, fucking, I'm like, not even this, but this. Yeah, no. Yeah, and so. that, well, because that's the case. 
as of right now, like mm-hmm. to qualify for Medicaid, you have to only earn X amount of money, right? It's all kind of financially based. And but there's if, different tiers and shit too. There is. Yeah. You know, like I know when Carolina's family first moved to the country, they were on Medicaid for a little while because yeah, yeah. as an immigrant, and this is a this is a totally separate conversation, but as an immigrant, you start off like at the bottom. And you want, you got to do your best to scrape and grind to get to the top so you can be self-sufficient again. Yeah. Because obviously, you can't necessarily be self-sufficient right off the get-go. Right. Um, and that's a different problem altogether. But, like, that being said, I, you know, I know what kind of coverage they were able to get through Medicaid. And I know Medicare is essentially a different version of Medicaid, except instead of being, like, a dollar amount, it's more of an age amount. But if you were to transfer that Medicare for all mentality to everybody, you do – yeah, it's obviously going to have a financial bottom line. Yeah. But is the moral implication of it worth the cost? Right. So right. so do you think that it's just the good outweighs the cost of that mm-hmm. comes with it? Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are on that same tilt that there, there's no denying the cost of it, you know, but I think for a lot of people, even people who are fiscally conservative generally, you yeah. know, are of a mindset that for the greater good of everyone in the United States, you know, for an equality of care, that's, that's a cost that people are willing to eat. And, yeah. and we've, we've talked a I'm lot about. I'm kind of on that tilt a little bit. We've, we've right? talked a lot about since all this stuff happened, all this money got added to the debt, you know, and we're just like, I mean, does money even matter anymore? Like it yeah. doesn't even when we're right. talking about trillions of dollars, like yeah. you can't even and not not just you, no one on the planet can conceptualize a trillion anything because we've never seen a trillion anything. We've never seen mm-hmm. a billion anything. You know, you may have seen a picture of a million people. You know, but you've never seen a billion anything, you yeah. know? So you can't, I mean, maybe, can't even maybe grains of rice or like a silo, you know, if you look down into it, but you're not looking at all billion. You know, you've never yeah. seen a billion anything. So you can't, let alone conceptualize tens of trillions of anything oh, yeah. that's halfway digital to begin with because money's only barely real as it exists in paper, you know? So it's, it's hard enough to do with like, Human lives. That's We've, the old, yeah. the old right. thing. Like one right. death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with money, money. Yeah. It's like you don't really know what it's worth. So we've had several conversations about like it's hard to even feel motivated to continue to work for money and shit when you're like, this doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm watching a government, the biggest, most powerful government in the world, throw away trillions of dollars. And then be told, mm-hmm. like, be keep hustling. Got to make sure you pay your rent, though. You know, it's like, but, yeah. but you just threw away four mm-hmm. eight trillion dollars in fucking a half a year. Yeah. But don't don't you goddamn it, don't you forget to pay your fucking cell phone bill. That eighty dollars, if you fucking forget it, we'll cut that shit right off. Yeah. You know, but and it's, even even with that mentality, right? It's still actually. If you go down that rabbit hole, right, and it's kind of like, what is money worth anything? Yeah. At the same time, we still have to live today. Right. In the current system. Right. So it's like, even with that knowledge, yeah, okay. Well, how much is this even more going to burden us? By doing this thing, which we think at this point might be right for everybody. It's just like, we got enough money. Maybe we don't know how to spend it the right way, but we got enough money that I think we could probably do this if we tried. And I think it would be a good thing because, fuck, it would just help 
we have a problem with race relations. Like, Man. this has got to be a factor in that. Health this would just help everyone across the board. If you didn't have to – like, I'm doing okay financially in my life, right? But I, my wife's health care is covered by her work, right, her employment. But that has been compromised. I don't have health care necessarily through my employment. So right, you have that I'd weird non-traditional right? shit. Yeah. yeah. But if I was to get the the traditional health care requirement where if, so if something was to happen, I'd be okay. Like, I would not be financially okay at that point. Like, I couldn't afford to live the so life. So expensive. And so that – that shouldn't that shouldn't exist. I don't think in America. Yeah, because we could do it, and it would be okay, and we could make it constitutional and all the good things. Right, we could figure it out. But the way it's going being presented by this Medicare for all stuff is probably not the way to do it. So, like you said, like it's probably a good idea that we try. Like I'm a, I'm a fan of the Medicare for all idea in concept, just not the way it's been presented. But it's kind of problematic because you can want something like that and due to the implications of it now, you're, you belong to one camp or another. Like you can't want to vote for Trump and also want Medicare for all. And so it complicates people's positions on things. And he doesn't mean uh, like as a person, but for the general public, you know, they're not accepting of – People are just so divisive. They're not accepting oh, yeah. of even the idea that someone could support Donald Trump, but also be in favor of Medicare for all. Yeah. You know, someone can't even conceptualize that. Not saying that that's where you are, you know, yeah. but yeah. but if you no were to be at a point where you – so even in a more base thing, you're in favor of the Second Amendment, but you also support Medicare for all. Yeah. That generally is like a political contradiction. They're like, well, what do you mean you want to own AR-15 and you want everyone to have medical insurance? How the fuck does that work, you know? Yeah. And they're just – generally regarded to be conservative and liberal ideologies. And so it's like people can't even, you know, and we've, I have conversations with my neighbor, John consistently, he's trying to pin me down politically. Like, where do you sit on this? Where do you sit on oh, this? Yeah. Where do you sit on this? And it's, it's just a back and forth of like, I, I don't, it's kind of an amorphic you know? blob. And it's, if there was more people that felt comfortable personally being that way, you know, like you obviously don't have any of, personal qualms about being like no people should all have medical insurance but also we should maybe all have a gun you know Mm -hmm. and there's there's a lot of people who personally don't feel comfortable holding both of those views they feel like they're being inconsistent and it's that's not the case that's part of i think what causes the country to be so divided you know so many people are unable to be honest like one of the things that i wrote down for the pre-show was i was at cody's house yesterday and i was talking to someone there i'm not gonna use their name but they were I was talking about politics and about the show and stuff like that. And they live a block from the Chaz and they were there in the protest and they've been in the Chaz and they, they kicked a canister of tear gas back at the police. Oh, and shit. I had this whole conversation with a homeboy and he's talking about, you know, and my girlfriend and all of her friends are like from Seattle and I'm from here. And my boss is really conservative and her and all of her friends are really liberal. And I don't feel like I can, you mm-hmm. know, like I don't know where to sit at. And I feel like I see so much of it. And he did not say this to me, but I, you know, theorized in myself. Like he seemed like he doesn't have the room to discover himself politically, ideologically, to know what's important to him, to know where he sits. You because know, there's too much 
so pressure. much confliction. So much, yeah, and yeah, from from his girlfriend and her friends, and they're so because they sit so far left, you know, they're unaccepting yeah. of anything that doesn't fit with their narrative, their idea of what's okay. And his boss is just the other side of it, just very conservative, very unaccepting of the of what he lives with, mm-hmm. you know. So he works in one place and lives in the other place, and feels uncomfortable with either of these people having even the room to try and discover where he sits at, you know? And that's such a problem. Like if, if your, if your dad was so far right and your boyfriend was so far left and neither of them were okay with the other person's ideology, like you don't even have the room to try and explore what you think because you have one person telling you you have to think one thing and another person telling you think the other thing. That's horrible. Yeah. I think that someone would be stuck in a relationship (sighs) that doesn't allow them that freedom. You know, and so I have think I've met your boyfriend one time and I already like him a little bit more just knowing that you're not in a compromised ideological position, that you are free of thought yeah. from I, I've met your dad, I think one time I obviously know your mom all over the fucking place. I know Clint like they are not restrictive as far as thoughts goes they would not tell you you can't feel a certain way or get the fuck out because you think this like they're not that's so so good you know just so so good that you have that environment and you've been able to be a product of that that you've taken advantage of that even if you don't know it you know but you've allowed your mind to take you there that's it's so good like just us talking to you so far i mean it's as i i just said like i'm super like jazzed that we've had the conversation that we've had so far today because it's it's like reinvigorated part of my faith in humanity because i know that there's there's a lot of good things happening out there still. There's a lot of people that are still able to grow up in this, this turbulent time and still be able to, to like, I don't want to say think correctly, but like freely. But it seems that it is under pressure at like one of the at the highest level it's been. In a Can I ask you time. this, and then we'll we'll get to wrapping up? Do you feel pressure from anyone, whether it's at school or work or at home or anything? to feel any pressure to like think a certain type of way or hold any type of political views or personal views or social views or anything like that? Well, at work, like there's this one lady and she's very like, you are doing like you're doing, you're going against them. If you're not doing anything with the BLM thing, she's like, we're going to oh, go yeah. protest. Tomorrow. Silence is violence. Up. And yeah. 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 Okay. Silence is acceptance. So, like, we know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I just, that, but I don't let it affect me, like, and change my, like, oh, yeah, tomorrow's my day off. I'm going to go fucking march with them. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. And we we ran into that. The We talked about the Blackout Tuesday thing or whatever, yeah. right? I did that, and then I did it on our social media account, our Salt of the Streets yeah. one. And then, like, right afterwards, I was talking to Colin, and I'm like, am I, like – did I just pander like to the masses? Like, is that what I just did? You did know, you I, just and bend I did the it, knee, and I did it originally just because I was like, I, this is like a simple thing that I can do. This just like for sure, you know, because when we've talked about it on the podcast, it's boiled down to like we support and we've said openly we obviously support the message of, of racial equality for all people and equality yeah. for everyone, you know, of all races, all creeds, all everything. That's that's what we argue for every single day, you know, and so at at the core, you know, we support. The message of Black Lives Matter, of equality for all people, but we yeah. don't support the this movement and this organization exactly. as it sits. Not this yeah. movement, this organization as it yeah. sits, you know? That is like an 
unreasonable view at this point in time. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean you don't support this? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which Hold it's on, important you to know? to note that the the movement and the organization were not the same thing at the beginning. Yeah. The movement was just an idea. It was a concept. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. And then the actual registered owners of Black Lives Matters, the organization became attached to it later. Yeah. And then it became the conversation. What does the organization think? What does the movement think? And that's complicated. Thanks all the hell. And so when when I did that, like I said, I was talking yeah. to him, like, I don't even, like, what the fuck do I do? You know, I did something that I thought was just like, this is just a simple thing that I can do that's ideologically consistent, logically consistent, that's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're down Agreed for with it. with the movement. But yeah, you know, then we're just Shit's like, fucked up. Like I, like, did, like I said, did I just compromise my own morals by getting on board with something that's like a part of this larger thing that, and I don't know, you know, I, I don't have any idea. I've thought a thousand times about taking yeah. it down, you know, like take still was weeks ago, still thought about taking it down. I'm like, I'll just leave it, you know, I'll leave no. it for now. It's a, it's so hard to separate yourself from that and not get swept up and like you need to be doing this and you have to be doing this and you need to advocate this particular way and you need to say these certain things and like mm-hmm. I we were on it before but have been very very acutely aware of what's commonly referred to as like language policing you know like when you say something like this it really means this you know mm-hmm. and when you use a word like this it actually means this and when and you're telling speak. when you're telling a black person they're articulate you're really saying for a black person you sound pretty smart you know like shit like that mm-hmm. that's like i'm not going to be told the meaning of what i'm saying you know, you're you're not talking about equality. You are talking about forced language of you changing the meanings of my words. Yeah. You know, and it's like so easy to start with something like a blackout Tuesday, and then all of a sudden to be posting other shit about mm-hmm. microaggressions and, like I said, fucking language policing and you know backwards meanings of words and shit like that. It can be so easy to slip into that backwards ideology of fucking with other people's rights. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's. It's sad that that exists even just in your personal, like at your work, you know. But it's that's the thing. It is toxic on the internet as well. So, well, and is that the only place you feel it? Is at work? Yeah. Do you yeah. ever feel like that at school? Because I know I'm sure on social media, you know, a yeah, bunch of kids at school are fucking all over the place. But yeah. that's uh, and so that's weird because like you haven't necessarily had a change in your life since school, right? Since you were in school, since you graduated. Because of the COVID, those two, that definitional line has got kind of grayed. You just kind of blurred from out of school school. to now I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. And I don't, that just kind of, you said that and it came into my mind. Yeah. You know, it's weird. We've done that a few times this episode where we're saying like, you know, in school, you you do this. We have been referring to it more as like current versus you've graduated already. Was that harder for you to conceptualize without like a big graduation event? Was it harder for you to be like, okay, so now I'm done with school and now all I'm doing is working now? It felt like back in like March was when I was done because I just... That was the last time you were at school. Yeah, and I just kind of forgot about school and started working like 100 hour weeks, like just going... All day, like, all week working, like, not doing any schoolwork, like, going to sleep at 5 a.m. and waking up at, like, 2 o'clock to get ready for work and leave again. And Yeah. 
It's wild times, man. Yeah, it's. It, I don't. I wish I knew how many times I said that since January. You know, crazy times right now. Shit's crazy right now. Shit's yeah. wild right now, dog. Like it's Joe just, Rogan called it, bro. It feels like that special strange time. Feels like that's the only thing that you can really say when someone is like, "Oh yeah, and this and this." And you're like, yeah. "Yeah, dog, crazy shit right now." Like know. shit's wild right now. You know, there's. I think I saw a meme the other day that was like, just like talking to june or july you know that was like just come in don't fucking touch anything like don't talk to anyone just move on and like everything will be cool you know this year and we've said the same thing about times is that it's this year has felt so long you know so, long. so much shit has happened in six months that and it's only, we're only it halfway quick through to me you think so like, i'm sure working like all that like, you've been doing is i feel like it just feels like it's flying like i'm like it's already fucking almost july like four days it'll be fucking july like yeah and it's I guess wild. I guess day by day it does, but like like when I, like the impeachment was still a big thing, you know, like that was just in January. Really? Yes. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, you know. And it's stuff like that that I'm like that feels like fucking forever ago. Yeah. I feel like I feel like years ago we were talking about that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's just because every day news has been so much bigger, you know, like even yeah. people who didn't consume media before are consuming it now because mm-hmm. there's well, how many cases, how many people are dead, how many this, how many this, you know, I'm sure that plays part in it. When you consume news or media, what, what companies do you get your media from? Like kids have sun. Just local stuff. Yeah, that's all I really like read. And then when I run out of articles, I just don't do anything. Else. They really fuck you on the articles, don't you? It's only like three or five or yeah, something like that like, a month. I think it's three a month. Like you've yeah. reached your max articles, pay this to like read the rest. I was like, well, fuck, I'll read the comments and figure out. What yeah, I, then. exactly. Yeah, kids have sun. I really get you. Um, <laughs> so I think that that's you know we can pretty much move from there. We've done just about three hours here. So um, unless you yeah. have any other questions for Shelby. No, I think not without opening up whole new avenues. I think we're good. Do you have any questions before we leave here? No. Okay. Um, well, this was a fucking great episode. I think that it we was. had a lot of really good conversation. I hope that you had a good time. Yeah. Um, I know that we can both yeah. talk a lot, but I think that we had a lot of good questions, had a lot of good conversation, um, and I'm interested to hear what your friends have to say to you about what they heard here today. Yeah. yeah. You know? I'll make them all yeah. listen. Well, yeah. And that would be amazing because that's, like I said earlier, like we don't get, like I don't work with a lot of younger people anymore. Like my access communication wise to that younger audience has been primarily reserved to social media alone. And it's, it's a really good idea to find out like, what are these brand new adults that are entering the world? How do they think? What do they think about what's going on? You know? And like I said, I've probably said it a couple of times so far this podcast, give me a lot of faith in your own generation. I don't know how many people are like you or can think like you, but if you've gone through the system the way it's been and have gone through the COVID the way it has and still come out the way you are on the other end, it's given me a lot of faith in in the future. You're going to be all right. Yeah. Thank you. You're going to be all right. Yeah. 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 You got a good head on your shoulders. Like, I ain't worried about it now. Yeah. This no, is good. We're going to be, be okay. And we're going to have you in again soon. Um, and probably 
fairly frequently. You're going to be our youth correspondent. Now. There you you're go. Gonna, you're going to help yeah. us keep our, our fingers on, on yeah. the pulse. Do you like of... to write at all? Do you write? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because no. if you feel like uh, blogging or something, we, you know, we can always make room in the on the website. <laughs> yeah. Um, the website that you could find is at saltofthestreets.com. Obviously, we have links to it on our Facebook at Salt of the Streets, our YouTube at Salt of the Streets, our Instagram at Salt of the Streets, our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Don on Instagram, and he is a big bird off you on both those things. And you are Shelby.Freeberg on Instagram. On Instagram. There you go. Um, so, the way that we end the show, I know you've listened before. You may not have listened to the entirety of the show because it's so long. We <laughs> end the show with a fairly inappropriate line from a random TV show. Well, there's a theme to <laughs> it. So usually it's are inappropriate. It's the, t- it's the same TV show, but it's like random episodes, and so it's a secret. So, whoever guesses the TV show first wins a t shirt. Right, so the first one that we did was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Have you ever seen that show before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did that for like a fucking year before anyone figured out what all the random lines were from. Yeah. And then the t-shirt. So that's what we do. So that's how we end the episode every week. Um, so let's see here. All right, Colin, you got to make sure that you lock your wife down, right? Because I made the mistake. And if my wife and I split up 50% of my time, I would have to spend 100% of my time with my kid. And right now I'm rocking like a 50% coverage 30% of the time, and you cannot beat those numbers. That's a lot of numbers. Can't, can't beat them. <laughs> can't beat them.